All right, all right. Welcome back to our favorite podcast of every year. This is our best of 2019 podcast where we will rank our favorite TV shows, movies, songs, albums, sports moments, and much more from the past year. This is the culmination of everything pop culture in 2019. If you're new to the program, I'm Trey Alessio, and this is the homie, Brandon Ogden. What it do, baby? What up? What it do? We are Are You Entertained? As always, we will go back and forth in descending order, giving our reasonings behind our selections. Strap in, because this is going to probably be a long one. Excuse me. The best of 2019 starts now. Um, We're going to kick it off with TV shows. Um, First of all, I guess... Uh, if you're a fan of the podcast, we already dropped the Decade podcast, so you might be able to guess some of our picks here. But aside from that, do we want to, just in case people didn't listen to the Decade, talk about kind of criteria first? Or? Yeah, because I think it switched for like a year one versus totally, a decade. Totally. So I, I, think, feel- I think as we do, because it kind of varies, I think, from like subject right, to subject. Totally. So kind of give a little background into some of your selection process. Totally. So... Um, for me, for like in terms of 2019 versus the decade, for the decade one, I felt like it was more kind of impact. Mm-hmm. Obviously, these shows make an impact, but it's different on a year-to-year basis compared to a decade. It's yeah. just like it has to, it has to transcend so many different mm-hmm. things for a decade list. Whereas the the year I just felt enthralled, I felt it was compelling. I felt it has potential to uh, keep going and make a decade list, if that makes sense. Yep. And like you said, I think it varies from list to list. Obviously, with the TV shows and the movies, I had to have seen it. I'm not going to put something mm-hmm. that I haven't um, heard, uh, listened, or, excuse me, watched. That goes for I guess right. music too. I'm not going to listen, put something that I haven't listened to. Um, so yeah, it, it, we have to have seen it, watched it, listened to it. Uh, stuff like that, but um, yeah. So, do you have anything to add there? No, I think for uh, TV shows specific, you watch a lot more TV than I do. So here's here's a little background into into my life. I have a lot of uh, addict tendencies, so <laughs> I like to binge watch shows okay. where you can watch a lot of shows yeah. concurrently live. Right. I like I like week by week. Right. I don't have that talent. Yeah. I just can't do it for whatever reason. Sure. So a lot of shows I watch, uh, like Game of Thrones, I watched every season this year. Succession, right. I'm, I've watched both seasons this year. Like, I prefer to watch things at back one to back time to back. Yeah. Yeah, where I can focus on just like one show at a time. Right. So I struggle with watching a lot of TV shows. I, I kind of pick and choose carefully what i watch so, and that's that's so fair. i don't watch the quantity that you do and you'll see that in my list um it's the bottom I, i'd say like four or five probably not what most people would put on their top 10 list but and YOLO. that's okay YOLO. That's, that's okay yolo um i have a few i have a couple honorable mentions that i just want to talk we'll about save them until after after because okay. you don't give them away okay that's fair that's fair all right, how about i start with tv shows okay that's all cool. right so number 10 i haven't actually watched this full season um but i went righteous gemstones okay uh it was very funny i heard that it actually gets pretty good towards mm-hmm. the end of the season um you could just tell it's got the Danny mcbride oh uh, yeah fingerprints all over all, it all over it um the characters seem to be very appealing. Um, don't know if it's renewed for a second season. I believe it is. Or not. It is. Okay. Yep. Um, so I'm curious to see how it goes into the future. Um, HBO doesn't have a ton of P 
big comedies, you kind of think of HBO, HBO more as drama. like the but drama. Like even Barry's considered a comedy, but yeah. it's more of like a comedy, comedy drama. For sure. Yeah. So um, I, I think they're trying to stick with that as kind of one of their bigger comedies. So okay. um, a decent show. Again, probably not a top 10 show if I watched more TV, mm-hmm. um, but I put it at number 10. Okay. I respect that. My number 10 uh, might piss some people off, but it made the cut. Um, and that is the final season of Game of Thrones. Um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of a legacy mm-hmm. award, a legacy pick. Obviously, the last season was not the best season. It was rushed. There were only six episodes. But I think it got the job done. Um, and, I mean, just putting so much time into those characters and the storylines and to see it get wrapped up, maybe it's not the way you wanted it, but mm-hmm. they – they landed the ship in the way they wanted it, the way that they had to, I guess. And it was okay for the most part. So yeah. number 10, Game of Thrones for me. All right, my number nine, uh, another HBO show. I went Hard Knocks. Um, nice. It was actually a really, really, really good year. The, uh, the Raiders, Raiders. John yeah. Gruden. Uh, it was really fun to watch. They had a lot of the Antonio Brown saga AB going on. was on that team. Um, like. Just the opening. They did the uh, Oakland Raiders like poem thing. Uh, it was a really, really great season. I don't watch a ton of Hard Knocks. Um, this is probably the first season I've watched in full. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was it was compelling TV. Short, but um, it was it was really good. Right, gotta love Hard Knocks. Um, I have a lot of HBO in here, so I, I do too. Actually. Yeah, I was I just, surprised. I'm just a huge HBO guy, and if you're a fan of me, you know that. So uh, my number nine is the third season of True Detective. Okay. Um, really, really enjoyed this uh, season with Mahershala Ali. They got back on track after the subpar yep. second season with Vince Vaughn. Um, I think it's been a couple of years removed. Yeah, I think it was almost two or three. Yeah, they took a few years off. Um, they, you know. Gain like their composure. Their roots right, right. Now, I don't think it was as good as the first season, yeah. but it definitely got on uh, back on track, and I hope they make a season four. I haven't heard um, any talks of that, but I hope they do it. True Detective, number nine. All right, my number eight is a mini docuseries. It's called Surviving R. Kelly. Okay. I don't know if you is watched it this. Lifetime? I think it was Lifetime. Okay. Dude, it was one of like the most cringeworthy shows I've ever watched. But at the same time, I think I watched them all in like one night. Yeah. Which I think there's like eight episodes. Like it was <laughs> a stupid amount out. of TV. I was up to like four AM <laughs> because I couldn't stop and they were playing it back to back to back. It was unbelievable to like watch and to listen to all of the stuff that happened. I mean it was just it was like Yeah. It was thrilling in like a terrible way, you right. know? Where like <clears throat> I just couldn't look away. So uh Surviving R. Kelly, if you haven't seen it, I, I highly recommend it. It's compelling. Um, it's messed up. It's yeah. it's not an enjoyable watch. Right. Now, speaking of that, this is kind of a sidebar, but um, I, this did not make, make my list. But the, I think there were only like two episodes. It was a two-parter. But uh, the, Leaving Neverland, yeah. the Michael Jackson one, you talk about hard to watch. Yeah, I'm sure. Jesus Christ. I couldn't watch. I, yeah. I watched the first part. I'm like, I can't do the second part. Yeah. But, I mean, on, on the same level as that, like, fucked up. But, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to number eight for me. This uh, might cause some eyebrows, but um, maybe being ranked where it's at. But The Mandalorian, okay. Disney Plus, number eight for me. Um, I really enjoyed it. As, we, as you all know, if you're a fan of the podcast, that we are both big Star Wars guys. Um, I've said this, uh, I think, on the last uh, OG podcast where we broke down the first half of the show. Um, I enjoyed it. 
I wasn't super enthralled. I wasn't super compelled. It was fun TV. Um, I, I, I have a few gripes with the show as like each episode felt like it was just him going on a mission. They do kind of land the ship and they tie the storylines together. There are still some th- some questions after season one, but I do like how it ended. Um, I love Baby Yoda. He's the cutest fucking thing ever. And I'm really excited to see where they go with yep. season two. So uh, I wanted to show some love The Mandalorian. Number eight. My number seven is a Disney Plus show as well. Okay. It's High School Musical, the <laughs> musical, the series. <laughs> okay. Listen. I respect it. <laughs> again, my list, not going to be great. I admitted that from the hey, beginning. It's all this good, This show, brother. though, like, I had no expectations. It was one of the three original right, contents right. we got. So I was a big fan of all High School Musical movies, so right. I threw it on. Yeah. It was great. It was fun to watch. It's, there you go. It's not groundbreaking. It's, right. Uh, nothing I would seriously surprisingly pleasant yeah i was like oh this is watchable so this is watchable big fan watched uh, i don't even know if this was the last episode or not i'm just kind of going off it was the last mandalorian episode and they released it at the same time right but good cool solid solid tv show no idea what they would do for a second season i don't know i haven't heard if it's gotten renewed yeah i don't know if they will but sort of feels like it can only be a one-season show, huh. but... Interesting. Anyway. All right. Uh, we're on number seven, right? Your seven. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my number seven is a Stars series. Um, that is Power. It uh, actually hasn't finished. There are five episodes left um, in the final season. This final season is crazy. It's 15 episodes. They did like a mid-season break. I think it returns on January 5th. Really excited to see um, how they end this epic show. Um, 50 Cent executive produced, uh, Omari Hardwick, uh, just a lot of really, really talented people. And um, it's fucking awesome. Ghost, uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's some crazy shit that goes on. Power, right. number seven. My number six is Mandalorian. Um, you touched on it. Um, patchy in spots, but I think for what it is, you have to look at it as a first season. Right, just laying the groundwork is is really what I would consider this season. Uh, this season, um, I think they do do a good job of wrapping it up to uh, tie up some of the loose strings that you know we saw earlier. Mm-hmm. It makes those missions feel like they were important because we meet a lot of these characters, we see them again, um, a lot of cool Easter eggs throughout. Um, and again, I think it sets up really well for a second season, um, which I think they announced today is going to be basically a year from today. Yeah, fall twenty twenty. So. Um, I will say to add to the Mandalorian talk a little bit, I think it is very groundbreaking in the terms of the visuals. Mm-hmm. It feels like a movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, to do that on a, on a TV level is incredible. And I mean, it's Disney, it's Lucasfilm, it's Star Wars. Uh, so it's going to be big, but it just feels like this is a, a big show. It has yeah. to be it also, fucking expensive to make. Yeah. It also feels like... This gets more than just the casual Star Wars fan. I think this actually ties in a lot of people that aren't true Star Wars sure. fans. Uh, it's so almost kind of like a Western. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you don't like lightsabers aren't in this. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can be a Star Wars fan sort without. Of. Yeah, touche. But uh, th- you could be a Star Wars fan without the whole lightsaber mm-hmm. duels and shit like the that. The Jedi, all that. right? Yeah. So this this kind of brings in a different Star Wars fan. So I like that. Yeah. Uh, number six. My number six is another HBO show, and that is Barry. Uh, you touched on it a little bit earlier. It's a, it's a comedy, but it's really dramatic. Um, Bill Hader's awesome. This is just one of one of the darkest comedies that yeah. I've really ever seen. Uh, there are p- 
parts that are hilarious. There are parts where you will be on the edge of your seat. Uh, there was one episode in particular that I absolutely loved. I think it was the best in the whole series. It's uh, the karate episode where he goes over and the kid <laughs> bites his neck and he fucking it's just hilarious and it's it's you insane. Should, um, it's wild. So Hater was on Bill Simmons' podcast, not to plug another podcast or like Bill Simmons needs the help, but right. uh, he had Hater on there and they talk about that episode really in depth about the child actor and okay. stuff. Uh, you would really, really like huh. it because he breaks down that episode specifically, like in great detail. Cool. Yeah, that's it. my favorite episode. Do you wa- have you watched Barry? No, Barry is one of those that's like it's got to be next for me. I think yeah. in the queue. I'm a huge hater fan, right. so uh, I really, really want to watch it. Uh, it's really but good. But again, like I just get stuck on right. like, one TV show at a time. Type that, thing. that that's fair, and that episode I'm telling you is the best one. So. Be on the lookout for that one. All right, my number five. I'm going Game of Thrones. Okay. Um, so for me. Yeah, like think of this. You have to like kind of separate the last season. I watched all of this where like I basically caught up and watched the last show kind of live. Yeah. So like I watched it all within this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard for me to separate and also take into account I didn't wait two and a half years or whatever it was right. for the last season. Right. So like the build up wasn't there for me because yeah. I was still concurrently watching it. Um, so I don't have the disdain for it that a lot of other people do. Uh, I get the hate for it or the not hate, but you know, the, the hate. Yeah. The disrespect for <laughs> right. it. Um, but for me it was, I watched it all at once. So like I, I didn't have it again. I didn't love a lot of the things, not a lot, a couple of the things they did in the final season, um, would have been great if, even if it was eight episodes rather right. than the six we got. Um, but it's probably the most groundbreaking TV show. Oh, yeah. Um, I think we both had it at number one for the decade. decade spoiler totally. alert. Um, so it, it deserves to be in the top 10 list regardless of if the standalone season is right. in the top 10, you know, season. Right. And I'm going to spoil a few things. So if you are in the process of watching Game of Thrones, pause it or fast forward a little bit before uh, after we talk about it. I want. I just want to say this. I do think, even in the books, like we, the true, true blue Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones fans, um, I think they're wondering if George R. R. Martin will do something different in the book. I don't think he will. I think it'll be the same outcome. Spoiler alert. Okay, pause. Now I'm gonna spoil. Brand the Broken. I think in the books would still be king in the end. I think Daenerys would turn into the Mad Queen in the books. It's how they get there. I yeah. think that would be different. I think he'll take his time, yeah. much like we wanted in the series. Um, it just felt very rushed, and it didn't feel genuine. I think yeah. even if they went you know, two or more seasons, I think that George R. Martin had his input, and it would have ended that way. I bet, I bet George R. Martin gave it his blessing to D.B. Weiss and David Benioff, and he said, I want this to happen. They made it happen. They just had to piece it together in six episodes. Right. That's why people are pissed because of the way it was rushed and the way it didn't feel genuine. But I do think it would have ended the same way. Yep. So that's kind of too long for one little thing, but I just wanted to put that in there. So, um, yeah, we on number Your number five? five. My number five. Sorry. Um, this is a really, really – this is a really fucking good show, and I, it, it really hit me, and it struck a chord. This is one of the most empathetic shows that I've seen in a long fucking time, and it's Euphoria on HBO. Um, I don't know. It, it's a it's about a group of high school kids. Um, it's just something that uh, it was not my my high school experience, but I 
I kind of could see it happening maybe on the coast and maybe in some big cities. Um, obviously, I don't think where we're from, it really happens, the drugs, the sex, the craziness. But I definitely could see it happening in, like, bigger high schools. And I just, you know, growing up and, you know, wanting kids, I'm, not, I'm nowhere close to having kids, <laughs> but, like, it, it's scary. Yeah. And um, I, I just I feel for these kids because – they're just a product of their environment. And it's just, it's one, I could go on and on about the show. It's one of the most empathetic shows that I've seen in a long time. And uh, I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. So have you watched it? That one is in my that's recordings. In the it's in my recordings. <laughs> I just have to hit play. It's in the queue too. Yeah. So that's, that's another probably one. the very next show that right. I will watch. Cause it's, I do have it literally recorded. It's, it's just it's, ready to go. It's different. It's yeah. a stylized show. A lot of and dick I've seen, in it. I've seen bits and pieces <laughs> right. of it. So. A lot of unnecessary dick in the show, <laughs> but if you can get past that, it's amazing. So there you go. There go. Euphoria. All right, my number four is A Million Little Things. Uh, That's your was, show. It's my show. It was the, It's the knock-off <clears throat> version of This Is Us. Um, just love the cast. Great chemistry between them. The writing's great. All the different storylines. Um can't say enough. There was one episode in particular. It involves a dog. I was sitting Uh-oh. there crying like Uh-oh. a baby. Were you watching it alone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. alone on your couch I went and tried to give Emmett some lovin's. <laughs> he, he was like, no, I'm tired. Leave me alone. He did not want me to have a moment with him. Oh, he growled. Yeah, he I know did. that dog. Yeah, he, he fucking did. growled. He did. A little bit of a... <laughs> um, so, big fan. If you haven't watched it, ABC. Um, I, like, I genuinely think the cast like hangs out outside of the show like <laughs> that's chemistry that's what the chemistry feels like cool. and that's i like that so cool. uh, it's my number four okay my number four is another one i know you haven't watched but you absolutely need to watch it it uh just cracked my decade list and that is watchmen on hbo um Barack obama Barack obama nice. put this Best on his list yeah that was really cool um now it's interesting because I hadn't read the like the graphic novel, which is a comic. I hadn't watched the movie from back in the day. Um, I went in, you know, not really knowing anything about Watchmen, but I feel like it's a sequel series. But they also invent some things, so like you you get a lot of Easter eggs. I had to listen to the uh, the complimentary podcast to go with it to kind of pick up on some things. But it is so dense and so like crazy. They mix superhero with um, aliens and gods and these crazy fucking things where you're like, okay, this sounds stupid. And they put them with race and they put them with justice and just really mor- morality type things that are just so dense. And I, hi- I, couldn't, I can't recommend this show enough. It's, it's so crazy. And it put a lot of people on to the uh, Black Wall Street massacre in Tulsa that mm-hmm. um, I remember when the first episode dropped and people were going crazy about this. Did this actually happen? And black people are like, yes, this happened. Yeah. It didn't get taught in schools. And that is fucked up. I didn't know about it. you know. And so to learn shit like this from a show of this caliber is just insane to me. The writing is incredible. The world building is insane. I can't say enough good things about the show. Watchmen. HBO, number four. All right, my number three, you already mentioned it. It's True Detective. Okay. Uh, really just on the back of Mahershala Ali. Uh, he was phenomenal in it. Uh, I actually saw a preview for a TV show that has the co-star in it. 
I can't I think of his too. name, and it looks like he's name. playing the same exact character. <laughs> right, right, I did he not? Like, yeah, I was like, oh, I, he's just playing the I same. I want to say it's from, on like Paramount Network yeah, or like something. Playing weird, the same but, guy from True Detective, right? Mahershala Ali was tremendous in it. Little spotty at first with them doing like current versus flashback versus like older flashback. Yeah. But I thought they tied it really well together. I really enjoyed kind of like the older versions right. of them. Um, and that ending was excruciatingly painful. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, it was. So um, just uh, it was it was really good to have a, when, when you have such an amazing first season, uh, second season that I think almost everyone can agree was not good. Right. To make a comeback on a third season. And I get these seasons don't tie together, mm-hmm. um, but that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Um, so props to them. I really, really enjoyed this season. I hope we get a fourth. Um, and it's one of those things where like you're almost more excited about who's going to be in it right. rather than the actual product. Because you know it's about you know a detective, right. yeah, like yeah. figuring out a crime. Uh, it's really about like who is going to be in it. Yep. So yeah, totally agree. My number three is Succession. Mm. Um, HBO, um, just amazing writing, beautiful, beautiful TV. Uh, I can't wait for season three. The way they ended it is insane. This is the one, one of the most unique shows that I've seen in a long fucking time. It's dramatic. It's fucking laugh out loud. Yeah. Hilarious. Um, it, it's very relevant with the times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's an all around great show. Great cast. Great writing. Great storyline. Um, it, it's just awesome. Yep, absolutely. All right, my number two, um, and this is another show that kind of goes to my addiction where I watched it all in one night. Mm-hmm. It's a miniseries. It's When They See Us on nice. Netflix. Yep. Um, th- one of the most gut-wrenching shows. Right. Uh, you just feel helpless throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it shows you what is wrong with the justice system in America. Um, all of the bad things that kind of the public like news cycle of like big crime things like that can take. Yep. Um, you know, and what they do to our society. Uh, it's the kids. It's phenomenal to get those type of performances out of kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's not easy to do. Um, I think about myself as a kid. I couldn't. I couldn't do that as a yeah. kid. I am, um, and these kids. I mean, th- were amazing. Absolutely totally. amazing. Um, the whole cast, all of the writing, the way it was shot, is one of the best shows. Um, that I've seen in a while. Definitely. Couldn't agree more. Yep. Okay, my number two is uh, Chernobyl on HBO. Mm-hmm. Um, another one I think you have. Have you seen this one yet? I'm, I've that's not another, seen it all. another one. It's you another need one to see. that's recorded. So these are more like I know you gave me kind of the eyebrows when I put Succession number three because Succession is fucking incredible, and I think over time it will probably be one of the best shows of uh, on TV of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is more of like pound for pound. Right. Like we're only going to get one. Uh, season that's for fair. Chernobyl. Yeah. So sh- the writing, the direction, the the cinematography, fucking incredible. The way that this is a true story, the horrific shit that went on with this whole whole ordeal, and how they found a way to make it relevant to our times and the fake news, and just putting reputation over lives is just fucking incredible and outstanding. Um, I was honored to be in the presence of the writer and creator uh down when i went to austin texas for the film fest um craig mason is incredible can't wait to see what he does next at hbo but this chernobyl can't say enough good things 
horrific, horrific. It could be mm-hmm. constru- it could be a hor- a horror uh, series. Yeah, but it's not. It's a true story. It's just incredible. Do you think HBO will do another type of like mini series based off like true events like yeah. this? And I think they'll do it with him. I don't think they've announced what it is, yeah. but I think. He has said that he wants to do it in that capacity where yeah. it's a limited series is based on true events. So I think that's his next move yeah. at HBO. I could see that being almost like you get the big Sunday night dramas that everybody right. like I could see that being another type of like, you know, here's our season of like a true story. Right. Kind of like thing. they do American Crime story, right. like right. that's their version of Focus it. HBO. On one, yeah. Right. So okay, my number one is succession. Um I get what you're saying, the pound for pound thing. I probably agree with you. If I went back and redid my rankings, right. I'd probably do when they see us number one. Um, but to, it, this one, it, it is harder to do a season two than just to do a mini series based off to- a true story. Totally. If you ask me, um, the writing in this, it's it's this this show more than anything is about the characters. Mm-hmm. If the characters don't work, if you don't connect with them. Um, then you're not gonna like this show, and I don't know if you were fully sold right away. No, were no, and probably I, not. I kept telling you, yeah. keep going, yeah. keep going. But you just like Tom, Tom and Greg, like just those two together. Greg the egg. It's just so damn the, funny. How about the part where he throws water bottles at him? Yeah. Just <laughs> it's fucking incredible, man. All of it is. But just, the best part, the best part was the um, where he talks about Tom talking about his girl. Yes, I I swear to God, yeah. I. Haven't laughed that hard in a uh, long fucking time. That was spooch. that was season one. Spooch? That was no, season was. one, but still, just overall yeah. incredible writing. It's hilarious. It is. It is. Yeah. So that I, is my number one. You know show what? I, I I'm okay with that pick because I genuinely think it's the best show on TV. Right. I just these miniseries are pound for pound, and yeah. I just think they need to get their recognition uh, because absolutely. of absolutely. how great they were. With that being said, my number one is when they see us on Netflix. Um, like you said, the kids are just incredible actors. Um, and then we also get, at the very end, we see the real-life people. And it's just... It, it really strikes a chord with where we're at in America right uh-huh. now and just how fucked up the justice system is. And it's really just shining a light on those um, flaws in our right. in our system. And um, I think we need to be aware of it. I think this show does a good job of bringing that to the forefront and realizing that we need a change Mm -hmm. so i i really really enjoyed the series not just because of that fact because it's really good writing and i mean it's true story Mm -hmm. it's just it's crazy so when they see us number one i have your honorable i have two honorable mentions and i i won't go into detail with them i want to just show some love the witcher on netflix just started haven't finished it so i didn't want to put it in my top 10 but has Game of Thrones vibes. Henry Cavill is really good. Um, I like where it's going. I hope to kind of be hooked. And then uh, City on a Hill. It's a Showtime show. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon executive produced it. I found myself watching it, and it was fun. It was it was a good show. It was a crime drama. But at the end of it, I'm like, eh, am I just watching this to watch it? Like, I don't know if I was super compelled. Right. Wanted to kind of just honorable mention it. I watched it and I liked it, but I don't know if I'll come back for season two. So. There we go. TV shows. Uh, do we want to get into movies? Should I do ten, then you go, or do you want to keep it like we have it? Um, Doesn't matter to me. Let's go. We'll, we'll alternate. You go. We'll ahead. alternate. You do ten here. Okay. My uh, number ten movies. Um, is, I and I also have some honorable mentions, but I'll save those for the end. My number ten is Ford versus Ferrari. Okay. Um, really enjoyed this movie. It was fun. Um, I you know in the movie it was very structurally sound. I remember looking to Brandon being like. 
structurally, this is the way it's going to end, and it ended that yep. way. Uh, I, I don't want to like toot my own horn and say I predicted it, but structurally, it was a true story. <laughs> structurally, <laughs> I was like, this is the way it should have ended. Yeah, and I granted it's a true story, so it ended how it ended, but just. From a storytelling standpoint, it ended in a good way. My only gripe with it and why it's kind of um, on the list where I have it, it felt a little Disney-fied to me. Um, I, granted, it's a Fox movie, but we all know that Disney owns Fox now. Um, it just felt like there were parts that were kind of eh, a little cheesy. Yeah. Um, I really like the been edgier. Right. I, I really like the performances. Uh, Matt Damon and Christian Bell killed it. They knocked it out of the park. But um, I just I would have liked a little more grit. Yep. So Ford versus Ferrari number ten. My number ten is Ad Astra. Nice. Uh, Brad Pitt gave one of the great performances um, to see his transformation, especially like I just think I when I think about this movie, one I I probably first think about kind of the cinematography, yeah, the visuals beautiful. of it. Totally it was incredible. But then I just think about the transformation he makes when he goes on the big long trip to see his dad. Yeah. And he's by himself basically mental, going stir crazy. Right, right. Like the transformation he makes when he's doing that mm-hmm. is probably some of the best 30 minutes an actor of a performance that an actor gave, I think, this whole year. Yeah. Um, just incredible. Uh, writing, not great. Um, it, it drags, I think, at some parts in the movie. It's a little slow. Um, but. You know, I, overall, really, really good movie. I really liked it. On the back of a b- great Brad Pitt performance. Definitely. I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, my number nine might shock some people that it might not be higher on my list, but that is uh, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Um, again, Not on my list. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, cool. You know, I really, really enjoyed this movie. I mean, we're both Star Wars geeks, and uh, I wanted to show it some love because it's the culmination of everything. Um it, it it was a fun way to end it. It was good. They wrapped it up in a nice way. Um, you know, was it perfect? No. Mm-hmm. Did they miss some things? Yes, I think there were some flaws, but I did enjoy it. Um, I I I really liked it. I did not love it. Yeah. So for me, the only reason I didn't bring it out uh, or put it in my top ten is this was a really really good year of movies. It really and fucking was. Like a lot of years, this probably is my. 10 to 8 range, right. but this was a good year movie. It really was. And we saw a lot of them. For so. sure. Uh, my number nine, uh, to me, it was the best true comedy of the year. Okay. It was Booksmart. Nice. Uh, it was a surprise pick, I know. Um, I like it. it. Thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Hell yeah. Absolutely hilarious. I kind of forgot about this movie. Uh, really good ties in at the end. Uh, a little bit emotional. Um, and probably why this movie makes the top 10 over something like star wars is specifically tied to expectations right okay we go into that movie thinking we'll get a few laughs but there were some moments where there was like belly laugh laugh out you know, loud like yeah. they were hilarious um the two girls did a, a phenomenal job olivia um, wilde directed yes just incredible she yeah. might have written it i could be I, wrong there yeah but Jason uh, she killed it. even gets a little action she, in uh, it which is what is it sudeikis Oh, yeah, Sadeka. I was going to say. Always, no, you're good. I was thinking about it. Yeah. Okay. No, you're right. Uh, so, Booksmart, uh, it's just, it's fun. Yeah. It's a fun movie. Definitely uh, fun. You'll get a couple good laughs in there. I forgot about uh, that movie. So good, it's my number nine. Good selection. Um, okay, my number eight is a Netflix movie, and it is Marriage Story. Um, incredible, incredible writing on this one. Uh, the performances are incredible to match. Adam Driver, I think, at least deserves an Oscar nom for uh, acting if he doesn't win. Um, at least deserves a nom, and that's also uh, same thing for Scarlett Johansson. I thought they both 
did amazing. It really, you know, I I feel like it touched some people maybe a little bit more than it touched me. Obviously, I haven't been married, or haven't divorced. gone through a divorce, um, so it didn't really quite hit me like some people. But I, it's a definite tear, tearjerker, and even that I haven't felt that yeah. I still felt it in my heartstrings. Like it was a really emotional movie and, um, really, really genuinely good. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend yeah. it. So. so this one did not make my list cause I haven't completed okay. it yet. Um, as a child of divorce, I'll probably cry like a baby, Yeah, but, um, again, I just haven't finished it. So okay. I didn't, didn't crack my top 10. Right. My number eight is Ford versus Ferrari. Okay. You touched on it. Um, I felt like the buzz got a little bit ahead of where it was as an actual movie. Sure. Um, again, a very, very good movie. I think Christian Bale specifically um, shines in this movie. Yep. Um, I, one of the cool things about this, similar to Ad Astra, is like the colors and like the way the movie is shot oh, yeah. is is beautiful. Yeah. Um, and and you do get some some cool stories about Ford. You know, you find out like the where the Mustang name gets its name from. Right. So just uh, some cool little tidbits. Um. You know, um, but uh, agreed. It's a little soft at times where right. I think it could have been grittier. Um, but overall, pretty good movie. Right. So I think it would have done a little bit better with a ra- an R rating. Yeah. You yeah. know, but it is what it or is. Or even a more extreme PG-13. Right, right. Like, you don't have to. It doesn't have to be R. Right. But it should Make it feel authentic. It shouldn't feel more PG than PG-13. Right. Agreed. Okay. My number seven is Joker. Okay. I was enthralled with this movie. I haven't, you know, it's... It, I don't want to say it's worn off a little bit. I haven't seen it in a while, uh, but when it first came out, I think I saw it twice, and just one of the darkest movies that I've seen in a really, really long time. Uh, some people didn't like that because, you know, that's not what you want out of the Joker. I think it's more so um, a story about mental health. Uh, it's a story about um, the the society we live in and how they treat mentally ill people. I think there are many layers with the the politics and the rich versus the poor. And you can look at it and say, this is a movie that's fucked up because it's, it's um, championing poor people rising against rich people and people um, who look down upon the poor and saying, fuck you, and you can kill them. That is absolutely not what i'm condoning i just think that it was a beautifully written movie and i think it's dark and compelling and it really makes you it really like i don't know i just felt like i could i could feel empathy towards yeah. somebody who feels that way and as a de- uh, depressed mentally ill man and it, it, to to put it in a superhero kind of context with the joker is just cool and yeah. kind of icing on the cake but Joker, number seven for me. My number seven is um, the movie we went the furthest to see. It's The Irishman. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Seven simply because I think of it this way. I think on my movies list here, um, with the exception of one other that's a little bit higher, this is probably the most least rewatchable movie just from the and just from fair. a time frame and that's it, fair it's a three and a half hour movie right. you do have to dedicate a lot to it i think <clears throat> what when when i do rewatch this movie um like you're gonna I, pick up on a lot more well yeah well so like one night um i turned it on as i like was going to bed mm-hmm. so like i was watching it but kind of mindlessly watching it yeah then i fall asleep then the next night i kind of pick back up from where I, so like i think of it more as that as far as like rewatchable sure. 
Um, again, some of the de-aging stuff didn't – it probably knocks it down a little bit. But um, just to see all of those huge stars on screen together, um, the writing is brilliant. The way that the story's told, absolutely brilliant. Um, it's a great movie. It, it's an unbelievable movie. I, like, I – I don't want this to sound like a seven is a is a bad ranking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just there's a lot of fucking good movies. It was year. a great year for movies so. for sure. Um, okay, my number six is uh, Knives Out. I really really enjoyed this movie. This is also my number six. Knives is Out is okay, so, so we can we talk, talk about, about it together. together. So uh, <clears throat> just epically fun. I think uh, Rain Johnson really kind of came back in a mm-hmm. really good way with this one. A lot mm-hmm. of people didn't like The Last Jedi. Um, he really proved to mainstream movie audiences that he still has it. Yeah. Um, he's great at storytelling. He's great at directing. Um, there are so many little Easter egg type things and little fun nuances in this movie that just make it great. Um, I've heard rumblings of a sequel for this movie, and I would love it. It'd be so fun. Uh, it's not really necessary, yeah. but I, it just be really cool. Like, I, it's just a fun, fun time at the movies with this. Yeah, one. no, absolutely. <clears throat> uh, two rebirths. We get the Rain Johnson rebirth. We get the Chris Evans no longer as Captain America right. rebirth. Right. Um, both and the shine. cast. The whole the cast, cast was itself. Jamie Lee Curtis kills. Right. I mean, the whole cast uh, was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I think of this movie, and it's one of those movies where they didn't waste a single scene. Every right. scene eventually pays off in the end totally um which is really cool and then also for him to like make his comeback on a whodunit which mm-hmm. famously are really hard to do and like a right. lot of people don't really like and and they're it's easy to make them cheesy right right and he didn't do that yeah. plus he put the modern twist on it totally. which is really what a whodunit needed right um so really really appreciated that so um and just the way just, the story was told, yes. kind of the, the, the reveal was at the midpoint. The, yeah, you yeah, find out I, way too soon, and you're like, right, hey, well, you're what like, the hell what is the, the twist? But then, but then at the end, there still is a twist. It was right. just really cool, really fun movie. Okay, so my number five, um, really enjoyed this movie, really wanted to put it higher. But, again, just a great year for movies, and that is Jojo Rabbit. Okay. Um, so that is number five for me. Um I think one of the most heartwarming movies that we've seen in a long time um, on the surface, you look at it and maybe even just watching the trailer and you're like, this is fucked up. It's a dark comedy. It's about a Nazi falling in love with a Jew. And I mean, uh, Takiti Waki, Watiti, whatever. Takiti Wakiti. Yeah. He plays Adolf Hitler. And like I said, on the surface, you're like, okay, this is fucked up. I don't want to empathize and like a Nazi. Yeah. But you just, it's it's really more so, it's a very human movie about love and love versus hate. And I just think after watching this movie, you if you don't walk away with like a heartwarming sense of just love in your heart i just you have no soul yeah. it's just a really fucking good movie um beautifully written beautifully shot um i think uh, joe um excuse me scarlett johansson yep. played a really fun loving uh supporting role the kid was great in it adolf hitler was hilarious in it <laughs> they made him seem like an absolute yeah. idiot and i just loved it um just a really fun movie yeah absolutely uh my number is Joker. Um, Super dark. Uh, This is the other one I talked about. Probably not a rewatchable movie just because it is so dark. I think more than anything what this movie does and why it's so important is mental mental health is 
kind of at the forefront of the discussion nowadays where it should be. Right. Um, it's one of those things that used to be, you just didn't talk about your mental health, you know, uh, especially as like a man, you know, kind of, yep. you got the man up type thing, you know, get over it. Um, I think we've realized that's not a good way to go about it. Totally. Everybody needs to be sensitive to what's going on inside of other people. Um, and you know, a lot of it is you, it's really hard to see that in someone when you just look at the surface level, um, there should be empathy, but more than anything, there should be, uh, uh, you should help. Um, you should do something. Um, and really it's about, I think like treating just everyday people that you see with respect, right. you know, um, treating them the way that they ought to be treated, mm-hmm. um, giving them the, disp- uh, the respect and just kind of, you know, can I piggyback on yeah. one thing? So with this, cause I think it's a great discussion and I think we could talk about this for a long time, but out of everything in this, if you can pull one thing away from this movie, it's just be a fucking good person. Right. Like, I don't know what you're, what the listener who is listening to this, I don't know what you're going through, right. but, and you don't know what I'm going through. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to fucking shit on you. Like, it's just like, be a good person straight right. up. And you don't know what people are going through. They could be dealing with some shit. Just be a good person. Right. And mental health is a, just a huge thing and it needs to be dealt with. So, it's just a very, very layered, layered movie, and I think people who kind of threw it aside, maybe they. I think it's a misinterpretation. I, is right? what it is. Like I don't uh, want to like diss them, but like maybe they haven't had that trauma in right. their life, or maybe they're not as sensitive to it as they should be. Yeah. I just I don't know. I, I think I it's two like, things. I think one is just a misinterpretation of what it w- really was trying to signify, and you know what? That it's art. Like I get it. That's fine. If yeah. that's if you just misinterpret it, it's like to pimp a butterfly. For sure. You. It's not for me. Yeah. I understand that. Right. I don't have to like hate on it though. Or yeah. I, you know, I'm not gonna. What the fuck, bro? Right. right. <laughs> uh, and the other part is, I think a lot of people thought this was going to be a superhero type movie, right. and it's not. Yeah. So if that's what you're going and expecting, exactly. it's not. I understand it. And it's not. It's not uh, Heath Ledger. Right. Completely different. Right. So. All right. Your number f- four. four. My number four. I might think this might be your number one. Avengers <laughs> Endgame. Well, that was my best of that. So. <laughs> oh yeah, touche. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, my number four is Avengers Endgame. I I think. This is another legacy pick. I mean, it is a good movie. I had Infinity War on my decade list. Um, I think, you know, as as a solo movie, I think Infinity War is a little bit better. But Endgame just landed the ship in such a beautiful way. They they put the bow on it, be- like, just perfectly. We'll talk about it more. We'll, we'll talk about it more. Just, right, my, number, it was pure, my number four, I'm assuming it's coming up on your list, is Uncut Gems. Noise. Um, just pure adrenaline. Right. Um, it's like doing cocaine, I feel like. <laughs> you know? I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say for certain, right. but that's probably what it feels like. Yeah. Um, your heart's racing the whole time. Sandler's mm-hmm. great. Um, unbelievable storyline. Just pure chaos. Right. Like If you asked me how to describe it, move, this movie, I would just say pure chaos. Yeah. And I mean that in like a great way. Right. Um, just a very, 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 very good movie. Yep. That Uncut Gems is my number three, so I'll just okay. kind of piggyback Perfect. on what you said. Um, I think Adam Sandler absolutely deserves to be nominated for an Oscar. One, because he's a comedic actor, and I don't know if we'll ever get this again from him, so yeah. I just think you give him some love. But two, um, like like you said, it just, it's anxiety. It, it just feels anxiety, like anxiety. And um, this is the closest I think I'm ever going to get to feeling like a degenerate gambler, and I think... You said it was a very chaotic movie, and I think all of that was very, very intended. Um, I think it was written 
um, where three people are talking at once, and I feel like mm-hmm. all of the obstacles that Adam Sandler's character has to face, one thing after another after another, and oh shit, I forgot about this, and he has to come back to it. And it's just like, I feel like that is what a degenerate gambler feels like. He's in the hole. Oh no, I'm up. No, I'm back in the hole. Like right. I just feel like that is what a degenerate gambler feels like, and I think the movie depicts it in such a great fucking way. Now granted, there's a big twist at the end, and I won't spoil it, but it does lose a little bit of the shock and awe factor the second time. Yeah. And I, I, I've seen it twice, so I, I didn't get the, oh, my God, the second time. Mm. But I, I just, from a writing standpoint, from a storytelling standpoint, the fact you're on the edge of your seat every time, you're sweating at the end of the movie. Yeah. It's just really, really a great way to piece together the story. Absolutely. So Uncut Gems, number three for me. All right, my number three, I think this is probably going to be the biggest surprise to you that okay. one, this movie's on this list, and two, that it's so high. Okay. I rewatched it recently. All right. I've sat with it for I'm, a while. I'm excited for this. It's grown on me. All it's right. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, shit. Okay. We kind of shit. We didn't shit. When, when did you rewatch it? Did you get the Blu-ray or something? No, I watched it on, uh, did the on-demand thing on oh, okay. TV or whatever. Cool. So, um, one of those movies that when it came out, I think both of us were really high on. We really wanted to see it. And then, I really wanted to like right, it. And then like yeah. it just felt a little flat, yeah. right? Um, when I kept coming back to it, one is just the performances. Right. I think Leo, if you ask me, I think Leo is probably the betting favorite to win Best okay. Actor for it. I think Brad Pitt deserves to win Best Supporting Actor for it. Like, I thought they were incredible. Margot Robbie's great in it. Uh, I forget the girl's name. Um, but she's incredible in it. Like, I think the performances are better than probably the story. The story, yeah. But then how uh, Robert, how Tarantino mm-hmm. puts his twist on it at the end. You know, like the crazy scenes coming. You can right. feel it, and like you think it's going to be the way that um, Tate is murdered, right. like in Mar-a-Rai. real life. Yeah, right. and he does like a complete one eighty right. on it. The 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 uh, flame launcher, the fl- flame, the flame thrower, thrower at the end was is the, hilarious. The best part. Like, the girl running out, and Leo's in, like, you know, he's got the old Walkman on sitting in the pool. And right. he, like, freaks out and jumps into the pool because right. he's scared shitless. Like, all of it, and, and more, like, even the way it's shot, just seeing old Hollywood. The oh, different, yeah. It, it looks a little bit like La La Land to me, which is one of the most beautiful yeah. from, like, a cinematography standpoint. Like, the elements of what goes into making a movie, I think all of it's perfectly well done. It's just the point that like it lags just a little bit of kind of the the action or you know the, that leads yeah. up to it, and I think it gets better as you as you watch it the second time and kind of understand those expectations. So once upon a time in Hollywood, I did not expect it to make this list when we went and saw the movie. Yeah, um, but it really shot up once I once I rewatched. So can I touch on something? Yeah. on that. So okay, I agree with almost everything you say, but the one main thing that like is the reason why it's not on my list, spoiler alert, um, is the plot. And yes, um, the performances outweigh the movie, I think, and I would I, I don't think Leo's going to win Best Actor, but if he does, I wouldn't hate it. Um, I think he killed it. I think Brad Pitt at least deserves a Best Supporting Nom. Um, I just, and like you said, with the whole cinematography and the way it was put together and the old Hollywood feel, Hundred percent agree on all that. I just, for me, and I maybe I'll like it more when I go see mm. it again. I've only seen it once, but after that one watch, I'm just like, and I, I think it's also a Tarantino thing. It's like, a style. It's a very, it's 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 a Tarantino style film, 
and it's just not my style. I'm a Scorsese, like that's my right. style of movie. And I think in some aspects they are similar, but I don't know. I just the the way Martin Scorsese pieces together film, it just feels like, and I don't even want to say action. It just feels feels like there's more going on. Yeah. And I don't know. There's just there there wasn't enough plot in it for me to really be like okay. I just yeah, I, I needed like, more to happen. Yeah. His are a little faster paced than yeah. than what Tarantino does. Tarantino does draw his out and, and he his is all about the build. The big and blow up the at the end. Yeah. Climax is at totally. The end. Um, so it's just different styles, hundred percent. This movie's not for everybody. Right. I get that. Yeah, um, it just wasn't my thing. Yeah. But I can appreciate that you watched it the second time and, and ended up liking it more. I, maybe I will. It just I don't know. The first time it just didn't do yeah, it for me. No, so. I, I was there with you. I I, I like a surprise pick, <laughs> yeah. so I'm with it. All right, my number two. I don't know if you've seen this one. Uh, we didn't go see it together, but I was really really high on this movie and I absolutely loved it. It is Honey Boy. Mm. Um, Shia LaBeouf. Uh, wrote it and he played in it it was autobiographical um it was about his dad and uh the kid in it is absolutely incredible lucas hedges plays kind of an older version of what would be shia labeouf in real life um i think the kid's name in the movie um fuck i don't even remember but honey boy yeah it's just one of the most empathetic movies that I've seen in a really fucking long time. After watching it, I just want to go sh- give Shia LaBeouf a hug. Like, he went through so much. And, I mean, yes, maybe it's played up for Hollywood, but it just – something about it just feels so raw. And it's um, it really ties in with the men- – like we talked about, the mental uh, health aspect and – I don't know. It just it felt well, it like probably a, explains a lot of the stuff that's happening in Shia LaBeouf's life too. Yeah, no. After I, he gets famous, right? Yeah, I I highly recommend you see yep. this because um, you you will just feel for Shia LaBeouf yep. and the way that he's wired, and it, it's just a raw, unapologetic, honest storytelling, and yep. it's just really really incredible. Um, there were also kind of symbolism throughout, and I just really 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 enjoyed it. So, Honey Boy, number two. My number two is Jojo Rabbit. Okay. Um, I, I'm looking at my list right now, and I want to say it now before I get to number one. Yeah. Uh, but like a lot of the movies on here are just they're unique stories that yeah. Hollywood had been lacking. Right. right, right. We'd seen all the sequels. We'd seen all the Marvel movies, the superhero. It's movies. what Hollywood in need. It what right. it, it's it, what it, it showed what, what Hollywood is at its best. What it can be. Right. right? It is these really cool, unique stories. Right. And, and I think and Joe. It, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, as a writer. It makes me so excited right. going into movies because it shows you know, what 2019 showed the opportunity that we can tell unique and yeah. original stories, and it's not all IP, it's not all sequels and remakes. There are these stories like Uncut Gems and Honey Boy and Jojo Rabbit that shine, yeah. and I'm just really excited about that, especially as a writer, but right. as a fan too. Right. So, and so what what Jojo Rabbit does that is so unique that I love. Um, is one, it gives us kind of like an actual historical event. It gives us right. some context. But then it does like a complete different little twist on it and mm-hmm. shows like a little story within this big, big huge story. And right. I love that. Like right. one of my favorite, probably my favorite war movie of all time is Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Um, it's based on a true story. I get all of that. But it tells one little story about that war, right? And it's so fascinating to right. watch. Uh, and I love that. I love when you take a historical event, but you tell us one little piece of it that the rest of the world doesn't know. Right. And, and that's what this movie does. And it gives us 
some of the funniest moments I think in cinema this year totally come from Hitler and like right. that is such a unique twist and I, me. I get right and I get like that rubs people the wrong way I get it but if you go and actually watch this movie and go in with an open mind you'll understand like they're they're minimizing it like it's making right. Hitler seem small right. and that like Hitler can't win at the end. Right. And that's what it's all about. It's um, love over hate. Right. And straight up. Yep. A hundred percent. And again, we talked about it. in when they see us, these two kids give, I mean, they give Academy award winning performances. I mean, they are phenomenal in it. Um, Skojo again, kills it. Yeah. Um, one just, of the, uh, a super sad moment. Yeah. With her yeah. Hat. Um, Taika Waititi, probably one of my fastest favorite growing actors, uh, like uh, directors, writers, producers, right. actors. Right. Um, just an incredible talent. Really excited to see uh, everything that he's going to be doing in the yep. future. And like now he has become appointment like viewing for me. Like, totally. Whatever he does, I'm here for. I yep. have to go see it. So, I would agree. Uh, Jojo Rabbit's my number two. Okay. So my number one, I think... If you know me, both of ours you, aren't surprises. Yeah, if you've been paying attention, you can kind of piece it together. It's the Irishman. Um, I feel like part of this is like a fan yeah. thing. I'm a huge mob movie fan, but honestly, if I'm being as objective as possible, I genuinely think one, it's storytelling on a massive level. Um, it's it's a flashback inside a flashback. And then he pieces it together so beautifully that you understand what's going on. Especially, I've watched this movie three fucking times. Devoted ten and a half hours of my life. So I know this <laughs> movie in and out. And I just, I don't know. I'm infatuated with the story because, like you said, it's true story. Um, they focus on these characters. And just, if you really think about it, you know, you can whether you want to believe it or not, um, that's up to you. But... If you're taking it at the service level and you believing what this man is telling you, it's based on a book. Um, what this man Frank Sharon went through and the people that he met and the one of the most he saw, fascinating lives right, ever lived. Right. Th this movie takes place from like I think 1950s to like 2000, so it was a fucking lifetime of a movie. It's the definition of a biopic. It's Martin Scorsese having all the resources at his at his disposal and Netflix giving him everything he wants it's him saying fuck you i don't care i'm gonna make a three and a half hour movie it's just and like you said it's all the stars aligning you got de niro you got pesci you got pacino martin scarsese mob movie you got all every italian american male actor is in this fucking movie <laughs> yes. it's just storytelling at a massive level and the fact that netflix did it the cgi i just feel like it's streaming. It's it's looping in CGI, which we're so become so accustomed to with these big Star Wars and Avengers and DC movies. And you're putting that in with a mob movie, a true story. Martin Scorsese, De Niro. I just feel like it's a little bit of everything, and it's just a massive story on a massive level. And the fact that it's on a streaming platform, it's like a a future. It's like telling no. where Tale movie times. is going. It's just incredible, and I, I love it. It's it's uh, my movie, one of my top movies of the decade. So, yep, Irishman. Mine's Avengers Endgame. Boom. Uh, you talk about a movie at like the mass level. This yeah. is 28, five, 24, 25 movies, something like that, tied into one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's all about the culmination. It's all about landing the plane, right. and they do that and more. Yeah. Um, I just keep going back to the scene where all the heroes come yeah, back. It's the, just the coolest thing on a movie. It's probably the greatest scene in like cinema history yeah. from like just a viewing standpoint. Right. It's just the cool. The feeling you cool. get when you see that, the chills right. on your left cap, like the callbacks, 
when Captain America gets uh, Molnir and right. and you know you see Thor like laugh and smile and say like I knew it like so many feels in this movie I love you three thousand all of it yep. just absolutely it's it's well written it's well acted um, it takes pretty much like all of the superhero stereotype things that you think of in a movie and like I think throws it out like it makes it like feel like true cinema sure. um, to me and I know we've had that debate yeah. before um, but just absolutely incredible again i get like i'm tying all of these movies into one it's too hard for me not to like yep. I, I come to you with that bias like this is more than just one movie uh, yeah and, um so that is my number one here's a question there. for you will we get a surprise robert downey jr oscar I nom I don't think so. It, whether it's leader supporting, do you yeah, think he'll no, get one? I don't think so. I think if it's any other year, yes. But this, yeah, this year is, is fucking year. stacked. I, I think he he told Marvel Studios he didn't want them to campaign for him. He didn't want to do any I of could that. Still, so. I could still him yeah. say that, and Oscars might throw him some love. Yeah, it w- It's a stretch, but you never know. Just yeah. had to throw it out. The hot take is I don't think Sandler is going to get one. I, I can see that. I don't think Especially with the Golden Globes yeah. and the uh, SAG Awards not yeah. giving one. I hope he gets it, but I, I, I don't do know. Too. I don't know. Yeah. So um, a couple honorable mentions. You said Ad Astra. Really enjoy that movie. The father-son story yeah. within uh, the confines of space. Enjoyed that. Also another one, a Netflix movie that I, I don't think you've probably seen, The Two the, Popes. Okay. Really enjoyed I, it. I have heard this is really good. Really enjoyed it. Um, it's uh, going into it, I was I was a little nervous because I'm a Catholic boy. Uh, after seeing <laughs> like spotlight, spotlight, I was like, "Oh fuck, here we go, another one." But it's not that. It's really just a relationship of uh, one is that, pope uh, and its Hopkins? successor. Is he in yeah, that one? Yeah, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony yeah, Hopkins. Um, really, really good. It's about a, a pope who's very conservative and another one who wants to. Um, he he's a little bit more progressive, yeah. and it's just the that that relationship. Really, really good writing. Um, I I recommend it. So those are my honorable mentions. I had a tough one for me to leave off that I, I was actually surprised was tough. Um, was Spider Man Far From Home? Yeah, yeah. I actually really enjoyed and that Captain movie. Marvel. Go back to it. Yeah, Captain. I, right. I enjoyed Spider Man. I, I did too. Better. I did too. Um, but that was a tough one for me to leave off. Yeah, uh, just a lot of good movies this year. I really Queen hope. And Slim. What? <laughs> Queen and Slim. You know what? It would, it's an honorable mention. No, I mean, I, I no, didn't. I did not hate it, but I never it just wasn't my favorite. Thought about that as a top ten. Okay, movie. there you go. I, I, it was a good movie. I just didn't think it deserved it. Um, but I really hope twenty twenty is um, yeah. like ni- twenty nineteen in the terms of the original Oscar yeah. type movie. So I'm looking forward to seeing what surfaces. All right, let's quickly get into some breakout actors and actresses. Um, we don't. I mean, we can't explain it if you really want to. But um, my number three is Alexi Demi. Uh, she was in Euphoria and another movie called Waves that I'm really pissed that I didn't get to see. I heard that's pretty good. I've heard it's really good. I didn't get to see it, but um, she's killing it. She's on like a shit ton of magazine covers. She has her own makeup. Um, I want her to be in one of my movies. I just <laughs> she's really fucking yeah. good. So all right, my number three, and this is more so for what I think is like for just this one specifically. I think like going into the future right this is going to be her jumping off point yeah. it's naomi scott she played jasmine in aladdin okay um she's a smoke show oh yeah i think she i think she's got big potential to be kind of one of those future like lead actresses okay cool um another one this is one i kind of had to like I, I thought hard about and i think he deserves it is the noah noah jupe i think that's how you say it from honey boy the kid who plays uh what would be shia labeouf um 
just incredible performance, and I could definitely see him having that role and really jump-starting his career. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he does next. Yeah, my number two, she does some acting, but this is more about uh, from a writing standpoint. Okay. It's Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Um, okay. Everybody went crazy about Fleabag. It's one of those shows I really kind of wish Yeah, I, I need to get watch. into. Is that Hulu? I think so. Okay. It's either Hulu or Amazon, Prime, maybe? one of them. Yeah, yeah I, don't I can't know. remember. I kind of want to watch it. Yeah. I've heard great things. She's so. doing, uh, she was heavily involved in the new James Bond. Okay. Um, I think she helped some or acted in the Solo, the Star Wars story. Huh. So um, Fleabag with like the reviews it got, sure. uh, I think it's really going to kind of catapult her into a really big, successful 2020. Okay. My number one is Zendaya. Okay. Uh, Euphoria, uh, Spider-Man, um, Far From Home. She's just amazing. She is a smoke, and uh, she's you know the quintessential Disney kid turned into the star. Euphoria is a complete 180 from her Disney roles. Um, she can sing. She can act. She's just really, really, really good. She's beautiful, um, and I think Euphoria is going to take her on the next stratosphere, yeah. especially with uh, – I think we're getting a, a season two in 2020. I think so. so. It's, it's just, she's just going to get bigger and bigger. Yeah. So Mine uh, was Ana de Armos. Yeah, uh, nice she was pick. In good pick. Knives Out. Good pick. She was in she's The Informer. Like, she's going okay. to be in the next the Bond James movie. Bond. That's a good pick. Um, it just looks like she's – Built to, she reminds me kind of of uh, the way I felt about um, oh, what's who plays Daenerys? Um, oh, uh, Amelia Clark. Yeah, how Amelia Clark was like okay. on the like verge of busting out and then did. Right, uh, I, I feel the same way. That's about, a solid pick. It. I'm, I'm, I wish I would have picked her. Uh, good pick. All right, let's uh, best actors. So that was breakout. Now we're gonna do best actors, actresses. Um, my number three is Adam Driver with the uh, combined roles of Marriage Story, which I think will get him an Oscar nom, and Star Wars, Kylo Ren. Um, I think he had a really big year, and I think uh, and he's he, got the other one coming. Informant isn't that coming out on Amazon? Uh, I think or the, the, report. the report. Sorry, I think it's already out. I is mean, it? I wish oh, okay. I would have seen it. Uh, that's another one. I forgot about that one since we didn't see it. But uh, yeah, he had a really big year. I think he made my decade list. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. Uh, so yeah, he had a really big twenty nineteen. He's my number two. Um, okay, just cause, uh, nothing else to add. You nailed it. Uh, okay, my number three shocker here. I went with a tie. Okay, uh, <laughs> I went Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans. Okay, Chris Evans more so. Yeah, the Captain America stuff, but more so Knives, Knives out. out. Being able to prove like he can do something more. else, and especially more of like a comedic role because right. he's so serious mm -hmm. in those Marvel movies. It's good to see a different side of him. Right. Scarlett Johansson, it's everything. I mean, she was in Jojo Rabbit. Right. She's in um, she's in the Marvel movies. She's got her own uh, uh, Black Widow yep, movie Black Widow's coming, coming. Yep. Uh She's in Marriage, Marriage Story. Story. Um, Jojo Rabbit, did you jo say that yeah, right? I think okay. I said that. I, th I feel like there's one other one, but maybe not. Uh, I mean, she's, it seemed like she was in every movie right. this year. Um, right. And gave unbelievable performances throughout. Showed totally her, different. Showed her range right. um, more than anything. So. Right. Okay. My number two is Robert De Niro. Um, just number one because I personally think he deserves to win Best Actor at the Oscars. Um, just an incredible role as Frank Sheeran in uh, The Irishman. One, because I love that movie. But two, I go back to the scene where he... Okay, I'm going to spoiler. I'm going to spoil The Irishman. Um, so pause. If you do what you got to do. Um, in the movie, Frank Sheeran kills Jimmy Hoffa. Whether you believe that or not, we the whole disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa and whether you believe that's true or not. In the movie, Robert De Niro kills Jimmy Hoffa. 
um, which is Al Pacino, and the the moment where he's on the phone talking with the wife, and you hear that mm-hmm. back and forth. It is just excruciatingly painful, and he doesn't even really say words. It's just mumbling. But I'm just like, it's just be- like yeah. great fucking acting. And I, I, don't, I, I just pick out that one scene, and really, Frank Sharon is kind of a level-headed guy, and he's like a murderer. But I feel like that doesn't get a lot of recognition in terms of like best actor because you think like you have to be so flamboyant in your role. But I think. There's a there's another side of that where you have to stay steady in these fucking crazy ass moments, and I feel like to portray that is hard, and maybe it doesn't get a mm-hmm. lot of love, but he did it really really well. So number two, okay. uh, my number two is Adam Driver. Okay, um, oh you said yeah. that. Yeah, my number one is Brad Pitt. Okay, um, at Astra, per, uh, brilliant performance. Once upon a time in Hollywood, brilliant performances. Right, right. Um, so two of like the bigger movies that I had on my right. list, um, and he gave unbelievable performances completely different you know uh once upon a time in hollywood he's just smooth kind of funny Mm -hmm. um kind of a hard-ass role and then at astra he's a buttoned up um goes through a lot mentally um and and you know just that kind of pull um so to see the two completely different different performances um just absolutely unreal especially to give that type of performance next to leo yeah um, it's never easy when you're going with right. the biggest movie star in the world right, right now um and to to be able to hold your own and at times really carry the movie mm-hmm. because it's focused on him so many uh throughout so many scenes in the movie um just hats off i think brad pitt showed like yeah hey guys i can um, do I'm this here too, to stay. you yeah. know yeah you know don't forget about right me. right right um, okay, my number one, you already touched on her, is Scarlett Johansson. Uh, she was in Avengers. She was in Jojo Rabbit, Marriage Story, which I think, if anything, that's going to get her the most love this year. It's Marriage Story. Yeah. Um, incredible actress, flawless, beautiful. Um, I, I just think she killed it in all those roles. I'm looking forward to Black Widow. She gets her own superhero movie. Um, so, yeah, number one for me. Absolutely, Scarlett Johansson. Also, I want to touch on because we talked. I talked about De Niro. You talked about Leo a little bit. Um, looking forward to Killers of the Flower Moon. Scarsese. I don't think it's mm. going to be 2020. I think it starts filming next year. Scarsese, Leo, and Robert De Niro, based on a true story about mm-hmm. a serial killer in the 20s. Fucking incredible. I'm here for it. <laughs> I am here. All for right, it. Uh, let's move on to some music. We're going to get into some songs. Um, all right, I have a shit ton of honorable mentions, but I'll blow through those when we're done. I'll start. I'll just say this: okay. I hate my list. Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah, I hate it. It, it was hard for songs. So it was hard. Uh, one, I, we spoke off air. This was a bad year for music, if you ask me. Okay. Um, I think it's a different year. No, nah, it was music. a bad year. Um, <laughs> none of the. You got to dig in the crates a little none, bit. None of the big names dropped anything. Right. right. Um, no Kendrick. No Drake. No J Cole. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, think of two of our favorites, Logic, Chance the Rapper. They drop both underwhelming. Kanye yeah. drops underwhelming. Schoolboy, I so, thought was underwhelming. Yeah, so like you get some of the bigger names that do drop, and it just wasn't that great. Right. Um, we're also starting to see where like there's just so much quantity of yeah. music that it's just hard to keep another, up with. Right. That's another thing. So that's for, a whole another discussion. Yeah. So for songs specifically. I, I sprinkled in a couple of my favorites, but more so did more about like what was the impact, what was the billboard, like, sure, sure. some of the bigger songs. So okay, my, that's fair. My songs is not a true like definition of my 10 favorite sure. or what I think are the 10 Top best. Ten. 
but um that's yeah. fair the body of work the yeah. body of work we, we talk about that my I'll, number, go, I'll go first okay you go first on my number one. 10 i went money in the grave nice um, drake and rick ross Shit, i forgot about that one yeah, I probably should have put that song. one on there uh, <laughs> uh two of the bigger names in rap dropped it right after the raptors won the chip yep. uh, we get the kevin durant line uh everything that just went in with that moment of drake and the Raptors and him coming out and doing the post conference, right. you know, uh, like our chips with the dip, you know, yeah. all of that tied into one. Um, and he gave us two. So I forget what the other one was. Omerta. Omerta. Yes. Yeah. Because um, yeah, I taking was, my yeah, shit. You took your, 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 <laughs> your name. Uh, so, yeah. Money in the grave. OK. That'll be an honorable mention for me. I go. definitely forgot about that song. Um, my number 10 might piss people off. It, I'm assuming is way higher on your list. But uh, I'm going to have some quality on here <laughs> instead of uh, the chart toppers. And that is Old Town Road. I wanted to. The original sh- or the remix? Definitely the remix. Okay. Got to have Billy Ray Cyrus on there. Uh, you, you can't you can't ignore this song. Yeah. It's just it's so huge. It's too, it's too big. And it's just catchy. It's yeah. just a fun song. Yeah. Um, it's crazy in 2019 that a viral star um, – Gets his song popping on Twitter, and he is now a Grammy-nominated Grammy nominated yeah. artist. It's just insane. So yeah. Lil Nas X, Billy Ray Cyrus, Old Town Road, number 10. For All right, me. my number nine, and this is a nod to the artist. Uh, it's Lover by Taylor Swift. It's the name okay. of her album. Very good album. Um, this is the, the radio hit from that right, album. Right. Um, so it's the, a good song. The chart topper. Yeah. Okay. My number nine is uh, I fucking love this album. Might be my most played album of 2019, I'll be honest. And uh, this is just one of my favorites from that. I think it's personally the best song. And that's Silent Ride by Boogie from Everything's For Sale. Just incredible. Incredible song. So My number eight, um, again, uh, this is just off what it did. It's Bad Guy. Um, yeah, by Billie Eilish. I, I mean, do like that song. You, you can't turn it on right. and uh, like a radio on and not Duh. hear. Um, so I'm the best. Yeah, the way she says that, and I forget <laughs> there's a movie that uses that part is in their trailer, and I can't figure out what it what movie it is yeah, right now. I don't know, but it's awesome when they use it. Duh, <laughs> I just love that. Yeah, so. <laughs> okay, yeah. I respect it. Uh, I mean, we don't have to have this conversation, but the. The Lizzo, Lil Nas X, Billie Eilish it's argument for Grammy for best, best new newcomer. artist. Yeah, it's good luck, crazy, good bro. luck, crazy. Because they all deserve it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, okay. My number eight is uh, might be a surprise to some, but is Memories by Maroon yeah. Five. Incredible song. Really, um, really like when you put it together with some things. Like it's yeah. it, it's a sad song. So yeah. yeah. Really like that song. My number seven, uh, and I actually do really like this song. Okay. Um, So this is both, it was a good song and uh, had success at Slide Away by Miley Cyrus. Okay. Uh, This is a song about like her and basically, uh, is it Liam Hemsworth breaking Uh, up? Okay. Yeah. Uh, And she, like what put it on to me was she performed it at, I don't know if it was the VMAs or something like that. VMAs probably. I don't know. It was like incredibly beautiful um, okay so really actually do enjoy this song so slide okay. away by miley cyrus um i really wanted to show some love for this song so i made sure to include it i really enjoy the song and uh it is probably one of my most played songs of the year and that you're probably not going to know what it is but it's all for us by zendaya and labyrinth oh is that the one at the end like yeah don't they play okay. yeah it's the song at the end of euphoria yeah. and when you watch it you'll see how it works in with the show but it's just a dope song and to seize and i hope zendaya does more music because she's great so i really like that song all right my number six um this is probably like 
off just pure like one of my favorite songs of the year. This is sure. probably a top three song for okay. me. It's Bad Idea by nice. uh, YBN and Chance the Rapper. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, wish we would have got more of this chance on his album because right. uh, it was really, really good. Um, and then just shout out to YBN for the year he had Fuck yeah. um, and, and kind of breaking out. All right. Speaking of Chance the Rapper, I have him at my number six. Um, a lot of people hate on this album, The Big Day. I... I had it as an honorable mention on my hip-hop list. Uh, go check that out on the blog. Uh, but this is Sun Come Down. I think yeah. that's my favorite song off that album. Um, I'm not going to get into it the big day, yeah. but I really think that it's the most misunderstood album of 2019. I think there's a deeper level why so many people hate it. And I'm not going to get into it. Go read the blog. But I really enjoy the song, Sun Come Down. All right, my number five. This is shout out to uh, the Dawn of Entertainment. This Uh-oh. is Down Bad uh, by Dreamville. Uh, just a banger. Just fuck fun yes. time. I can't hear this song and not think about Lake of the Ozarks. Ah, yes. Uh, one of the funniest moments. <laughs> the two seconds yes. of it. <laughs> it played for two seconds. I pointed at my mans, and then the song was changed uh, yeah. after 20 minutes of Sad. requested. I, I tried so hard to get that played. Finally got it. Next. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> so Hate to see it. My number five. Good song. Uh, my number five, you just mentioned it, is Bad Idea by YBN Corday featuring Chance the Rapper. Um, just great storytelling. Yes. I love the vibe. I love uh, the mood we get from Chance the Rapper. YBN Corday, just a great album. Um, but this is my favorite off that album. So number five, Bad Idea. Uh, my number four, um, it's all over the damn radio right now, and I can't even lie. It makes me dance. It's Senorita <laughs> by Shawn Mendes and uh, Hell yeah. Camila, Camila Cabello. Cabello. Oh, it's, I hate the song so I much, love me but some Camila Cabello. I can't just not like bop to it a little Hell bit yeah. when it comes on. So. Mm, Camila Senorita, Camilla. number four. Yeah. Do you ship them? Do you like them together? No, no. <laughs> That's what the kids are uh, saying uh, these days. Do you kid. ship them? Uh <laughs> I think he's gay, personally. Oh, you think it's a front? I think it's a front. <laughs> Damn, okay. Uh, my number four, uh, this song is really powerful and deep, and it just means so many things to me on so many levels, but it's uh, Sojourn, Sojourner by uh, Rhapsody featuring J. Cole. Don't Sleep on Rhapsody. Her album Eve is incredible. Uh, just empowerment to black women everywhere. Uh, I think it's a nod to that, and I really enjoyed it. That's my favorite song off that album. So there you go, number four. All right, I have three songs for number three, okay, all from the same artist, um, so I couldn't pick. I went okay. Circles. Take what you want from me. Okay. And uh, Sunflower. Um, Shit, I probably should have had Circles on here. All by Post Malone. Uh, I just couldn't pick between the two. All of them are so damn good. I love all of them. Um, All of them have had really big success. Right. Um, So, Sunflower, I think, technically probably came out in 2018. Right. Spider Man. Right. But it was on the 2019 album. Sure. You could take Circles off. Or Sunflower off. Sunflower, fair. I forgot about Circles, I'll be honest. I really enjoyed that song, so probably should have made the list. But fuck it. We'll keep it going. Um, What are we on? Three? Three for me is Middle Child by J. Cole. I think it uh, was the song of the little bit before the summer, I guess, spring. Um, It was just a banger, and I think it was J. Cole's most popular song, I think, to date in terms of charting. Um, J. Cole has solidified himself as one of the best rappers of our time, and I think Middle Child, he proved he can do it on the charts too. Like It's not just this deep... Um, conceptual music. Uh, he proved he can do it on the charts, and Middle Child was the start of that. Uh, start of the whole Dreamville summer, so that is Middle Child number three. 
All right, number two was um, it was the the song of our Lake of the Ozarks trip. It's okay. Beer Never Broke My Heart Long by Luke Combs. When, when Trey can <laughs> recite words to a country song, you right. know it's big. That is, uh, that is true. So that, that is, is my true. number two. Number two. All right, my number two. Um, it's going to be Dreamville heavy from here on out. I will uh, <laughs> I'll spoiler alert there. Uh, this might be a little surprise, but this is the deepest song off of Revenge of the Dreamers 3, and that Sacrifice is the last yeah. song on it. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Um, so deep. The passion that we get from J. Cole in yes. that last verse. Yeah. Incredible. Saba, J.I.D., Smino, Earth Gang. Just great, great combo. It's such a good song. So number two for me. And my number one's Old Town Road, the remix. Um, Can't I, knock I think it. for that song, Can't it's just it. it's it's the generational pull. Right. It's like Star Wars. Like you get the young, you get the right, you get the middle age, you get the old. Everybody knows that song. Yep. Uh, everybody can sing along with it. And it, like specifically, I just think of that clip of those little kids and Lil Nas X like playing for them live. Remember that? Right. Like, the yeah, gym. I did. Yep. Like, that was, that cool. was such a cool clip. So cool. Um, and so um, it's my number one song of 2019. I respect that. Down bad. You already hit it for me. Is yeah. my number one. Um, I don't want to like. That's a great. It's a banger, and I think it was the song of the summer, and it was awesome. But I don't want to forget to show love to Truth Hurts by Lizzo. Yeah. Just because. But and I, I don't think, think that was, that I don't was think like it 2017, came out I think. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it came out this year. That's why did we didn't include up. it. But this year, it fucking blew up. So yeah. I want to show it a little bit of love. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but Down Bad is my top song. It's just the song of 2019 for yep. me. When I think 2019, I think of that. Have a few honorable mentions that I won't even like get into. I just want to uh, say, you said Circles. You said Money in the Grave. I'm going to put those in there. <laughs> you got Family and Loyalty by Gangstar and J. Cole. One of my favorite J. Cole verses. Uh, Make It Better by Anderson Pack. Heartless by The Weeknd. I don't know how to even say this word, but Palomo Pal- Live by Freddie Gibbs. Pusha T, Killer Mike. Pusha T, Potentially with the verse of 2019 on that song, check it out. Frontal Low Music by Danielle Caesar and Pharrell. You know, if you dig in the crates, there was some good music this year. Um, just some gems, not not the big hitters. So, all right, let's get into some albums. All right, I'll go first. You go first. My number ten. This is probably gonna my ten and nine are probably gonna surprise some people. But okay. I went Crit is here uh, by Big Crit. Oh, Crit is here. Yeah. Okay, I thought you said like crickets. I was like, "What?" Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Crit. Sorry, crit is there. You go. Here. <laughs> I was just like, I, "What?" By big crit. Uh, cool. Listen, it's not a top ten album most years. Um, yeah. It's a down year, um, but it's a good album. Uh, it is. Give good. it respect. It's it's a really good album. Your um, favorite song is every time, isn't yeah, it? On yes, there, absolutely. So good song. Yeah. Okay, my number ten is "Thank You Next" by Ariana Grande. This is more in terms of the chart. Uh, ability and I just I'm a I'm a fan of Ariana Grande. Um, it didn't really have the legs for me like uh, Sweetener did. I really really enjoyed Sweetener more as a whole. But this you had the Thank You Next single. You had uh, a few other songs that uh, charted really well. So I'm gonna go Ariana Grande. Thank You Next number ten. All right, my number nine and I just stumbled upon this one uh, okay. and was a big fan. It's oh, please shit. excuse me for being antisocial by I Roddy Rich. About I'm proud of you. I know. I'm I proud did of not you think I'd like this. I mean. I think he's a little too trappy for me, but yeah. I respect this. And like some of this, some of this, um, some of it's like, yeah, not for me, but yeah. some of it, absolutely great. Um, 
Never even heard of him before this album came out. Proud of you for stumbling on an album, pressing play, and enjoying it. I did. I did. Good shit out of you. enjoyed it. So it's my number nine. Okay. My number nine might be a surprise to some people, but it's Case Study 01 by Daniel Caesar. I think this album really got overlooked. Um, I think a lot of people... He had something happen where like he had a hot take and... I don't know if he he said something fucking stupid and people drug yeah. him on Twitter yeah. and I so I think the fact that that happened a lot of people just threw away this album but it had a, a lot of good music on it uh, it definitely didn't live up to his Freudian album but I still really enjoyed it that frontal lobe music song incredible there's some other ones he has one with John Mayer playing the guitar just some really really good songs he has one with Brandy don't sleep on Case Study a one number nine. All right, my number eight is Nine um, by Jason Aldean. Okay. Um, it's, it's a really solid album. Nine is it's because it's ninth studio album. Hell yeah. Um, just solid album. Really good songs all around. Some big uh, songs. Uh, we got a country bumpkin play. Yeah. yeah. So all right. I respect eight. that. My number eight is Revenge of the Dreamers 3 by Dreamville. Maybe your surprise is this low, but... Uh, I don't know. I think there were some gems this year that I really enjoyed. Um, I think if this is, there's always like a moment for it, like music. And I think this was the biggest moment in 2019. Um, You you had the golden tickets in the beginning of the year. You had all of the musicians, the producers, the media. They came together in Atlanta. You had the 10 days where they put together this album. And then you had the drop and the kind of summer takeover. Um, Dreamville really solidified themselves as TDE's competitor. And they're here to stay. And I'm here for it. So Revenge of the Dreamers 3, number eight. My number seven, I want Igor by Tyler the Creator. This oh, is going to be a lot higher on a lot of people's yeah. lists. Um, probably number one for a lot of. It just people. didn't connect with you as much. I'm just not a huge Tyler the Creator fan. Um, so it's a lot different than his other shit. Though. You have to it agree is, with that, yes, right? No, absolutely, um, completely different than what from what we've gotten from him before. To see the arc of the decade from him is insane. It is like shitting on gay people and like uh, Goblin to maybe telling people he is gay yeah. on Igor is. Just crazy. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, but again, like, just no. Yeah, not it's not for everybody. Person, not so, for everybody. Uh, that's for sure. I had to include it because I, I recognize how special of a talent mm-hmm. he is, and like, especially more specifically, this album. Yeah. Um. But yeah, my number. What was that? Seven. Seven. Yep. Number seven for me is Bandana by uh, Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib. Um, if you're a fan of like Pusha T and drug dealing rap and coke rap. You're going to fucking love this album. It's insane. Um, Coke dealing, Coke raps over uh, beautiful, soulful samples and Mad Lib production. Just incredible. Highly recommend. It's, it's, it's what Daytona was, but in a full length version. It's just incredible. So if you haven't checked that one out, check it out. Bandana, number seven. Uh, my number six, Hollywood's Bleeding okay. uh, by Posty. I, I really enjoyed this album. Uh, it was a fun album. Um, not the most cohesive album I've yeah. ever heard. <laughs> right. Uh, not, I would, not even a ton of like rapping, a lot yeah. more um And I think singing. that's where he shines. Right. I, I do really too. do. I do, too. And I think he recognizes that, and he capitalized on I that. I do, too. But the, my one gripe, and I wrote about this, it was an honorable mention for me on my blog, my written version, Forge specifically hip-hop. I th- My only like criticism of it would be some of it feels like fluff music. I think it was bloated. And yeah. It definitely it, there's, there's a song, lot there's songs that definitely could have been it, cut but for something like that's what Posty does when you go back and look at like his albums just are yeah. so damn long and I think that's that's it's a it's a 
it's a, it's it's of the times. Yes, you know it it's is. it's for it the is. streaming uh, wars. Absolutely, and I don't know. I I think he knows how to play the game and he knows how to win. I just fear that if he doesn't make music that matters, he'll fade away. Yeah, and I, I you know I like Posty. I think he's a good talent. I just hope he finds it. So that's that's it. Uh, what were we on six? six? My number six is Mirland by Earth Gang, um, another Dreamville project. I think they are fucking. The, one of the most unique acts I've seen in a long time. It's easy to compare them to Outkast because they're also a duo from Atlanta with very unique voices. But I think Mirland uh, by Earth Gang stands on its own. Um, they're just very unique. You got the high-pitched Johnny Venus versus the kind of raps, raspy uh, Dr. Dot. Uh, just really, really unique talent, and Earth Gang was dope. Uh, right, number my five. Num- my number five. I have a tie. Okay. The Brandon special. All about the ties. Uh, and I'm gonna piss off or maybe make both fan bases happy. I went with "Thank You Next" by okay. Ariana Grande and "Lover" by Taylor Swift. Okay. Couldn't decide between the two. <laughs> both are great. That's fair. So there you go. Okay. Number five. I want to show some love. Um, really butthurt that she didn't get a Grammy nom uh, for this. It's "Shea Butter Baby" by Ari Lennox. Um, another Dreamville project. Uh, I think a lot of people slept on this. I think she is to Dreamville as SZA is to TDE. I think she's a blossoming star. Uh, th- she's really before her time right now. This is her first kind of moment. Uh, Shea Butter Baby has some really, really fun songs on there. You get uh, the J. Colts feature and the J.I.D. feature. Uh, don't sleep on this album if you haven't heard it. It's it's a it's a fun listen. So. Shay uh, Butter Baby. My number four is Everything's For Sale uh, okay. by Boogie. Uh, it's a great album. Fuck uh, it. It really is. I think this is a top ten album in a lot of years. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, yes, this is a down year. Um, I, I do think it's a top ten album for, for most. Right. So, um, for me, like especially when you throw in an inverse, I'm going to get interested. Hell yeah. Um, but just the voice, the storytelling, mm-hmm. all of it totally. is very unique. So Definitely. Uh, my number four? Yeah. Yeah. My number four is The Lost Boy by YBN Corday. We can talk about it together because that's my number three. Okay, cool. Um, I t- For this to be a debut album yes. from a guy who hasn't even put out a project yet, let alone an album, you know, he hasn't had a mixtape. He's had a few, like, songs here or there. But this was – I'm an album guy, so I like to yeah. – if you put out a single, like, okay, I'll listen. But I really am focused on you when you drop a project. And if you can – Hold it down on a on a full project. Um, I'm here to listen, and the fact that the quality was there on his for he has a lot to hone. He has mm-hmm. a lot to learn. He's very young. He's gonna continue getting better, hopefully. Um, but the Lost Boy is a great great foundation. I'm yes. really excited to see where YBN goes. Um, he got not, he got Grammy nominated right. off his debut album. I mean that just doesn't happen. Right, it really just does not happen. Right. We talked about bad idea. I um. Uh, what's the other one? Fuck. Uh, I don't know. There's uh, there's a shit. Family of, Matters. Family Matters. What's the other one? Um, I don't know. There's a lot of good songs. It's been a while since I listened to it in full, but uh, just a really, really good album. And uh, just about kind of finding your identity yeah. in this in this crazy world. So it's a really fun story. My number three is uh, Ventura by Anderson Pack. Um, I think a lot of people slept on this. Oxnard was a little bit of a disappointment in my mind. This, he kind of got back on track. No, it did not touch the vicinity of Malibu in my mind. But um, I think he found that he has more success when he uh, 
sticks in his soulful lane, yeah. the funk lane, the R and B lane, where he tries to rap on Oxnard. I I didn't really just connect with it as much, so I was happy to see that he got back on track with Ventura. Um, there are some songs that I still are on rotation to this day. So uh, number three, Ventura for me. My number two is Revenge of the Dreamers. Uh, Dreamville was. I mean, listen, they they won this year. They did. Um, Absolutely. It wasn't even close. Yeah. Um, J. Cole, for not dropping an album, had an incredible year. I mean, I just felt like he was on every other song. Yeah. Um, and just to be able to showcase a lot of this up-and-coming talent mm-hmm. uh, was really cool. You just don't see that very often anymore. Um, and a, a lot of those guys, you could tell, like took it very seriously and just produced really high quality on each verse that they were um, – able to spit so um that's my number two album of the year and usually i'm not a big like compilation right album fan like right. to me that doesn't ever feel like an album i know um, but i thought they did a good job with making this one right feel like a true album yeah and i think i think when you pull when you pull away just like single 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 they have some of the best like yeah. songs of this year so yeah it was a really fun album and i think the documentary that goes goes with it compliments it in a really fun way my number two is everything's for sale by boogie i I don't know i just connected with this album there's something about it that i just absolutely love like i said probably one of my most played albums of this year um it's just incredible the next uh blossoming star from compton um, love the voice, very unique voice, very unique way of telling stories. Um, I had, I personally think I have a pretty good write-up on this album. So if you're interested in learning maybe a little bit more, or maybe a different perspective on the album, go check out my blog because uh, there's also like a film that goes with this, like a, I don't know, 20-minute film. But um, I think it, it's really powerful, and I think the theme of this album really stems from one specific part in that film. So maybe you'll think about it um, af- after hearing that. You'll listen to the album and have a different perspective. So go check out that blog post um, if you're interested. But I really enjoyed this album. There are songs that are definitely still on rotation um, from this album, and I really enjoyed it. So Boogie, number two. My number one, it's uh, What You See Is What You Get. It's Luke Combs. He's oh, my favorite shit, artist right now. Uh, this is a really simple album in the sense that it's not like overly produced. It's literally basically just the guitar and vocals, huh. uh, and it's really unique. Um, and it showcases one his just how talented he is with singing. Uh, he's got an incredible voice, and then two just just the lyrics and and what each song means. Um, it's 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 an unbelievable album. So I highly recommend that to anybody. Who hasn't heard it? And okay. again, this is a sophomore album, so um, it, it's it's unbelievable. You can definitely see our musical taste and how they differ here. I mean, Brandon has a country as number. One. I respect that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's cool. We we have a little variety here. My number one is Igor by Tyler the Creator. Um, I think you know you call it a rap album, maybe, but it's really a pop album. Yeah, and. Uh, it's a it's just a, a love story. The crazy thing about this is like I'm normally all about lyrics and I'm all about storytelling. This is just a different album. It, it's like it's more so about the instrumental and how it evoke it, it evokes an emotion each song does and it does so in a way with more specifically the trackless name. I mean, yes, what he's saying on the song, but like it tells a story of you fall in love um you're trying so hard to get in love. You fall in it. 
you have heartbreak, then you realize it'll all be okay in the end. Like it's just a beautiful story that pretty much everybody can relate to, mm. and uh, it's just a really beautiful uh, way to piece together an album. It's cohesive. Um, like I said, not really groundbreaking on the lyrical end, which is interesting because normally I'm the opposite. I need that. Um, it's just very different, and I think it is going to win Best Rap Album at the Grammys. Um, it, it's just really interesting to see Tyler, the creator's arc. I get it that if you're not a big fan of him, maybe you don't really like this album that much. But just to see where he came from with the uh, the venomous like dark songs on Goblin at the beginning of this decade – and then maybe that was out of this decade. I don't even know. But to now, with you got Flower Boy a few years ago, and then you got Igor now. Uh, just to see where he, he at the peak of his career when he dropped Flower Boy, to do something like that where it's not really drop a non-rap album, if we're being straight honest, and to do this whole like more so focused on the instrumental thing. It's just an incredible feat, and I think he just did it successfully. Um, he went number one with this album, and I just I commend him for it. So Tyler, creator, Igor, number one for me. Let's uh, move it right into some breakout artists on the musical end. Do you want me to start here? Yeah, I'll, ju- I'll just go. I uh, just I didn't really rate mine. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I just you can just list them if yeah, you want. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we probably have similar. Okay. Like, it's Lizzo. Right. It's Lil Nas X. It's right. Billie Eilish. Okay. YBN. Okay. For me. Yeah. Um, I left out Billie Eilish. I had Lizzo, Lil Nas X, and YBN Corday uh, in that order. Lizzo had a smash hit of a year. She has a cult following. Yes. She's only going to grow from here, and it's going to be fun to see. Um, so that's it there. Let's uh, move right into the best artist. I cheated a little bit here. I put Lizzo in this as well okay. just because I think she had such a monster year that I think she's worthy of a best artist nod as well as the breakout. So she was my number three. Okay, so I went more so like established people okay. that added more and to that's their fair. legacy. That's fair. So number three for me, I went – this one sort of not, but I went Luke Combs. Okay. Um it's sophomore album follow up to an incredible debut album that had uh i mean he's had eight straight singles go number one on the charts so uh, just an incredible follow-up album so he was my number three okay my number two was tyler the creator um i just basically talked about everything yep. what i need to talk about igor was amazing and i think he deserves it yeah my number two i went ed sheeran um okay. he was he had the collab album right it seemed like he did 15 or 20 different songs where right. he at least sang a, 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 the hook or the chorus or something. Yeah. Like he just seemed like he was on my radio all the damn time this year. For sure. Again, just adding to an already incredible legacy. Decade. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. My number one is J. Cole. Uh, he rounded up the Dreamville uh, cast this year. Revenge of the Dreamers 3 was, like I said, the biggest moment, I think, of 2019 in terms of music. Um, but then he had this incredible feature run, even from like I think twenty, maybe seventeen to this year. Like I know yeah. he had it last year too. Um, but then he announced that he is done with his feature run. I think the last one he did was that Gangstar one that was on my honorable mention list. Family and loyalty, uh, just incredible run. The fact that he really he's the head of Dreamville and they cemented themselves 
as like a competitor against CD, which I have a really, really good feeling that they're going to come hard in 2020. So to see that competitiveness is going to be fun moving forward. But J. Cole is the head of all that, and I think he's amazing. Top two rapper of our time yeah, right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for me, number one, and this is, again, this is a nod to probably someone who won the decade. It's Taylor Swift. Um, and in the decade with another really, really, really good album. Uh, it just felt like this was Taylor Swift's decade, um, oh, yeah. especially from a pop standpoint. Right, right. Um, so just had to show her some love. Interesting so. to see where she came from with yes. the more so, so as a country heavy star. country to now as she's a straight Full up pop, pop star, star. For yeah. sure. And she's in Cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the best movies of the year, I'm yeah. sure, for a lot of people. All right, let's move into some sports now. Um, I will just dive right into it. Go my, for it. my number 10 is the uh, Kentucky Derby controversy, the first horse to ever get DQ'd. Um, I think the winner got DQ'd, yeah. if I'm right. Uh, yeah, just crazy yeah. that something like that happened, and it's just the first time. A lot of things on my list were like firsts. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the Kentucky Derby controversy, number 10 for me. All right, my number 10 is the AAF. Okay. So it gets birthed. It has like two really big weeks. <laughs> right. And then it, and then it dies, dies tragically <laughs> and very fast. That's funny. Um, so Rip. The, the American Alliance Football League. It's no yeah. more, right? They it's announced it's, it's not coming back. Yeah, no. It okay. was there for four weeks, I think. Yeah, crazy. All right, my number nine is Zion busting through his shoe. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just kind of a... Like, it was a big Twitter moment. Yeah, it was just like a moment. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it wasn't like like shocking yeah. or like the decade, like, oh my God, groundbreaking. It was just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. My, so My yeah. number nine, I went Virginia basketball. Okay. To complete the, they lose to the 16th seed the year before. They right. complete it, win the championship this year. Right. Um, really, really cool story. Right. My number nine. Spoiler alert, that's higher on my list. But uh, number eight for me was the pass interference, no call, mm. the Rams versus the Saints. Yeah. Just a huge fucking moment. A lot of people would agree it's a huge missed call that probably should have put the Saints in the Super Bowl, but it didn't. Rams got there. Just And I think moving forward, like the way we look at pass interference, it yeah. changed a little bit, some things. So it was a big moment for uh, NFL. My number eight, I went with the Nationals uh, okay. winning the World Series. Uh, that was my number seven. A so. lot of teams didn't – or a lot of people didn't think that was going to happen. Right. Um, kind of a little team in destiny, get in as a wild card. Um, really win because the Brewers right fielder makes a terrible air. Um, so, and I predicted them to win the World Series flex, before the year. Flex, so, flex. Um, they're my yeah, number I think I think more so – it's because it was their first, yeah. And it's just, that made it a little more. And they just I lost guess. Bryce Harper the year before, right? Right, so. which makes it even more crazy. So that was my number seven. My number seven, I went with the Toronto Raptors. Uh, that was my number six. Yeah, <laughs> basically, we're just gonna go all anything. The, the Kawhi story in general, uh, unbelievable. Yeah, they beat the Warriors, um, which I think some people give them too much credit for, simply because like KD gets hurt, and then Clay gets hurt, Steph's banged up, so like. It's more so just how they got there, um, the way Kawhi handled things, Fred Van Fleet coming out of nowhere and having a great right, series. Right. Um, it was just like an all-around big team effort. So. Yeah, again, another first. Yep. So that was my number six as well. Just big for Canada in general and Toronto, so very yep. cool for that. All right, my number six, and this should be higher up. This is a miss on my part, but I went with U.S. women's soccer. Okay. Um, 
more so even like Megan Rapinoe right. um, and everything she did. You just think of like Alex Morgan sipping the teacup. You yep. think of Megan Rapinoe striking the pose mm-hmm. um, to go in and win the World Cup, um, especially with all of the political stuff that we don't need to get into right. circling around that team. Um, they're my number six. Again, probably should be higher on my list, though. It is higher on my list. Yeah. But uh, number number five for me, you already mentioned it, was Virginia basketball winning its first NCAA title. Uh, when you add on the fact that they lost to the 16 seed the year before yep. and completing that circle, uh, very cool story. So Virginia basketball, number five for me. All right, my number five, I went in it. This is very recent. It's the President's Cup. It's the U.S. versus the world in golf. Okay. Um, the world was kicking the U.S.'s ass going in until like the last day, which the last day is singles. Tiger goes out first, wins the first match, kind of sets the pace. Um, and then the U.S. just, it seemed like, won every individual match and ended up winning the President's Cup. Um, you get uh, the, I can't remember his name, Patrick Reed's caddy gets in a fight with oh, a damn. fan. Wow. Like, it was just, it was Some crazy. Happy Gilmore shit. Yeah, and you get like, uh, it was over in Australia, so we got to watch it in primetime television here. Okay. Um, the fans are booing, they're cheering. It is a lot of fun for a golfing huh. event, so it's my number five. Interesting. My number four was Clemson winning uh, its second title in three years uh more so of a dominance type thing um you know maybe dethroning bama i mean the way they beat them it was an ass whooping i mean they took down my team and i was there and i was very buttered (laughs) about the whole whole ordeal played them closer than bama did (laughs) there you go i can hang my hat on that one but uh yeah i think it's just uh kind of maybe passing the torch maybe i mean so uh clemson number four for me uh, I went with uh, number four. I went Ruiz versus Joshua. So Ruiz was the big, huge, chubby like Mexican boxer. Oh, yeah, when he sucked it in. Yeah, that, knock, <laughs> that knocks out Joshua. He did just lose the rematch, but okay. it was such a shock. Joshua was kind of destined to be like the next big title, uh, heavyweight title fighter, and fights this really, I mean, let's just call it what it is. He's fat guy, <laughs> uh, and the fat guy wins. Uh, he's a dream to all fat guys out there. So Right. Uh, Shout out to him for <laughs> embodying me. Yeah, so <laughs> that was my number four. Okay, uh, my number three is the Patriots' sixth Super Bowl win. I'm kind of bored with it, and I yeah. don't really want and to the, put it this high. The but game it's was you, boring, so I didn't put it up there. Okay, just the dominance is yeah. really what did it for me. So number three, the Patriots Super Bowl. All right, my number three to keep going with the fighting, I went uh, Jorge Mazadal versus Ben Askren. Uh, the fastest knockout in UFC history, five seconds by a flying knee. Crazy. Uh, ben Askren went to Mizzou, uh, was like an Olympic wrestler. Did you pay pay-per-view for that? No, I did not. Good, um, see. I mean, I forget where five I was. seconds I was you pay for all that be annoying. Um, but so he comes out. He famously likes to come out and try to basically tackle you, get you to the ground, wrestle you. Mazadov knew that was going to happen, so he just took off on a sprint, threw a flying knee, knocked him out in five seconds. One of the most vicious knockouts I've ever seen. Um, Crazy. And then he mocks him. These two like had legitimate hate for each other, <laughs> so he mocks him, lays on the ground like he was knocked out like him. Damn. I mean, he talked so much shit. Uh, <laughs> it was it is incredible. And then it set up. Uh, Mazadov versus Diaz for the baddest motherfucker belt that The Rock brought out. So it it, it really launched him um, into kind of stardom in the UFC. Huh. So my number three. There you go. My number two is, uh, you mentioned it earlier, the U.S. Women's Soccer World Cup win. Uh, you got the whole political aspect of it, but really just kind of the moments, like you said, the teacup, the pose, uh, just a really cool moment for mm-hmm. the United States. 
Yep. So my number two, and you had it uh, earlier on your list, is Saints versus Rams. Okay. Uh, it's the missed uh, debacle. Um, right. Even Rams fans pretty much like admitted it was pass <laughs> right, interference. Right. Um, Twitter went absolutely crazy. It mm-hmm. led to the the change where you could um, review, you could challenge pass interference or even non pass interference calls. Um, so it really kind of changes like the landscape of football. Right. Um, and we've seen it. We've seen it bear. Like there's been some changes this year. Um, so just fascinating. And right. again, one of those things where like, I just remember where I was when that happened and like seeing all, uh, cause I had like fallen asleep. I woke up right before it happened oh, right. and I saw it and I was just like, holy shit, am I sleeping? Like, <laughs> like what the, f- like, how did they miss that? Right. It happened right in front of a ref. And I know you um, like to shit on the ref. Yeah. So you were all yeah. over that one. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah. Good stuff. I feel like we're going to agree on this one. Yeah, number one's number one. no doubter. It's, it's okay. Tiger. Tiger Woods winning his first major in 11 years. Yeah. The Masters. He took the whole Incredible decade story. off and then decided story. To, to come back, fused back, all the scandals. Uh, he's a completely changed man. Um, you can just see it with how he interacts with the other golfers. Um, I will fully admit, so we had um, a birthday party or something to go to that day, mm-hmm. and I was like, um, the person I was with um, was like, come on, let's go. And I was like, no, he's on the 18th. Like, I'm not going. And then I just sat there. When he made the putt, I fucking started crying. <laughs> like, just like tears uh, in my eyes. I still watch that moment every now and then. choking up right now. Up now. <laughs> um, Tom Rinaldi did this video. Uh, or not, It wasn't Tom Rinaldi, but ESPN did this video about Tiger Woods to the green um, or to the uh, range for, you know, going for his whatever masters. Uh, it's just an incredible moment, something I will never forget being a huge Tiger fan. Um, by far the biggest moment of 2019. I, yeah, yep, yep. I, I can't really add much. Yeah. It's just the storyline is just incredible and really cool. Um, okay, let's do some best best athletes. Are you good to do that on the fly? Yeah. Okay. I guess I do have best athletes. Okay. Because oh, we must have just missed one. We decided to break, break out. We decided to skip breakout. We're just going to do best. Um, then I'll gonna, start because my number okay. three is Tiger. Okay. Um, to cool. win the Masters, and then he was Tiger's my number three uh, for best athletes to win the Masters. To he is the captain of the Presidents Cup team. Um, he went undefeated there. He led the charge in the final day by winning the first matchup against the guy who had been playing the best all weekend. Um, so really, it's just a cap to Tiger uh, and his 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 play this year. Okay, my number three is Megan Rapino. Yeah, um, she was the, the hardest the, one to leave off. Yeah, for the U.S. soccer team, just really it comes with the storyline and what it meant for the United States. A really cool moment. I wanted to show her some love. Yeah. So. Number three. All uh, right, my number two. Uh, shout out the Don of Entertainment. I went Lamar Jackson. Me too. <laughs> uh, just listen. Uh, I don't know if there's someone who has a higher approval rating right now. Right. Uh, everybody loves him. Right. Uh, just a tremendous talent, and he's taken the league by storm. Um, so he's MVP, he's the right? Two. Oh yeah. Okay. Far, not even close. I think so too. Uh, yeah. I. Uh, I, and you know what? It's crazy because at the beginning of the season, I, I I came into the season with you know, yeah, medium expectations. Like I didn't think they were going I think to your come out. Specific question was: This is the year we find out if Lamar is right. the guy moving like, forward. Like I think right because I think he's a he's very talented. Um, but it was just the question of like the longevity because a running yeah. quarterback, which he is. I mean, he can pass. He is you know, he's a better runner he, than thrower. Right. He's proved that he can pass. 
but he's run first, and it, that type of quarterback just doesn't last. They normally get hurt. But uh, he's managed to uh, do his thing throughout this whole year, and I'm really looking forward to seeing where we end. So we'll, we'll see. Give me your number one. My number one? Okay, so this is tough, and I, I a couple of my cousins and my, my brother listen to the podcast. We're going to have a funny uh, They had this argument. Here. Um, I put Kawhi Leonard because okay. I personally think he just had a better year yep. than LeBron. Now, okay. Now, if I'm taking best athlete, I pick LeBron. Okay. But I'm ta- for 2019, I'm picking Kawhi just because he had the championship. He goes to the Clippers. They're doing great this year. And I, I, I don't know. I just think Kawhi had the better year than LeBron. If I'm taking best athlete, I take LeBron. Does that make sense? Yeah, or, no, that makes okay, sense. Okay, you're taking LeBron. I can no. see. Okay, okay. No, I think, so you're taking Kawhi? No, I think you're all wrong. Okay. I went Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, okay. This Flex. man <laughs> is like seven foot. So this is more athlete. athlete. Yeah, he got the yeah. longest arms. He won the MVP. Um, he was on a team that really didn't have a ton of talent around it. I get Kawhi's team beat him. Um, and Kawhi is probably the better – he is the better basketball player, but he plays um, a very – he's on the load management schedule where Giannis isn't. Giannis just keeps improving. He's added the three-point shot this year. Are they the best team in the NBA right now? They have the best record in the NBA huh. right now. Crazy. Uh, I, I mean, he's just, he is, he's the Greek freak for a reason. Right. Um, he's probably the most physically gifted um, athlete we've seen since a young LeBron. Uh, and he just does things that a lot of people can't do. He's fun uh, to watch, so for sure. He was my number one interesting, for 2019. Interesting but pick. I, I I would say Kawhi over LeBron does make sense. Okay, there you go. All right, uh, this one is fun just because uh, it's kind of a culmination of everything, and uh, it's it's really hard. It's really hard. So we we like to pick a MVP across all categories. Um, it's hard to do. Especially when it's a year, it, I don't know. I feel like it's been no a one, weird year. Yeah, no one really like like stole the show. Yeah. So I, I chose somebody, and maybe we'll agree. I don't know. I'm interested to see. Yours. I'm between two people. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna start with my honorable mention. I wanted to put this person, but okay. I didn't because I just don't think they. I don't know. They didn't have the legs, and especially the novelty effect. I wanted to put Zendaya. So like during the summer, I was like. I want to put Zendaya on this. Yeah. I she had Euphoria. She's killing it. She's on the magazine covers. She has the perfumes, all doing all the shit. You got Spider Man. I really wanted to show her love, but there was an actress who just was in more and like more recent and bigger things, and I had to show her some love. So do you want me to tell you mine? Is it? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Minus Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Uh, she got Avengers. She has Marriage Story, Jojo Rabbit. Um, moving forward with Black Widow, I just I, I don't know. I think she's on a bigger scale doing more things, but I really wanted to show Zendaya love, so I wanted to mention her uh, honorably. <laughs> so I was between two people. My okay. honorable mention is Adam Driver. Okay, um, he had an incredible year. Uh, my winner is Zendaya. Uh, is it? It is. Okay. It is. Uh, <laughs> I can't cool. think of someone who has more like massive appeal. Like, like when I think of when like I've never heard someone be like. I'm not really a fan. Right. Like you've never heard anybody say a bad thing about her. Um, listen, uh, let's call it what it is. Most people that are stars at Disney as a young child don't end up well. Right. Uh, she she's proven. Uh, they usually end up what her character is like in Euphoria. Right. Guess you know. Right. She hasn't done that. Um, she has a squeaky clean image. Um, the Spider Man. She's great. The love interest between her and Tom Holland yeah. in real life. She was, plays the awkward kid great. Yes. Right. But. Awkward but funny, right. but kind of dark. Um, right. 
she had euphoria which took over um social media right she so can had i the can big I piece of vanity um, yeah right uh, t- and she's also like a huge fashion model right uh, icon like she's I, just stunning she's yeah, gorgeous she, she she moved to number one on my <laughs> list um, i like it so zendaya to me are you entertained boys shout out yeah so to me it's more of like the cultural impact sure is larger than Scarlett Johansson. There is kind of a, a underbelly of Scarlett Johansson hate out there. Yeah. Um, for different reasons we don't need to get into. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so I went Zendaya just because of the like universal approval that okay. she like has. Look, I wanted to put her. I yeah. just I wish she was in like and one. I, and Scarlett Johansson's a good pick. She, right. I, she I just it. feel like I I wanted I want her to be in like one more thing so I could put her on this. Yeah. I just I don't know. But uh, yeah. Zend- so I was gonna interject there. I just want to say. So you haven't seen Euphoria, so now you have to see. Yeah, Euphoria. no, I know. You it's, have to it's watch it. It's literally been in my recordings for like <laughs> you have three to watch months. it after picking her MVP. <laughs> uh, all right, so I, I I hope on the next podcast we can talk Euphoria. There we go. <laughs> all right, let's talk a little bit about 2020 and some anticipated things, and then we'll get out of here. It's been a long podcast. We appreciate you sticking with us. This was a fun us. list to make, by it, the way. The anticipated. The anticipated, yeah, for sure, for sure. So we do anticipated looking into next year. Um, we'll kind of go at a fairly okay pace because yeah. we've been here for a while. If you have something that's sad, just bring it up. Tell us where you ranked it. Instead of like, if I have something that I put at five, but you have it at two. Okay, yeah, that's like, fine. Just bring it up. Okay. I'll go first. Okay, so sure. my number five uh, for TV shows, uh, and this is a surprise, okay. um, but I went Star Trek Pickard. Uh, okay. I actually think this looks really intriguing. I've actually, is it enough to get you to get CBS All Access? I don't know, but I've, I've actually, never been a Star Trek guy, yeah, so I can't. I do actually it. enjoyed the last couple Star Trek movies. Okay, uh, so it's intriguing. I don't know if it's worth getting right. All Access, right. but um, it does look really, really good. Okay, number five for me was Space Force, Steve so, Carell, and Netflix. Yep. So this is my number three. Okay, cool. It's brought to you by the creator of The Office. Too. It's supposed to be The Office in space, yeah. is what I've heard. Yeah. That just sounds. I'm here for hilariously it. weird, and I'm here for it. Yep. Uh, yeah. So my number four is Falcon and Winter Soldier on Disney. So that Plus. was my number one. Okay, that's so your number one. Let's talk about it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like it's the kickoff to the Marvel shows. Right. We get to see what the Marvel universe looks like in a TV series. Right. It's we also yeah. get to see the passing off of Being Falcon Captain now America. as Captain America. Right. Like I think this is so intriguing. Also. I've heard some rumors. Yeah. I've heard some rumors that a set picture leaked that hints that they're going to be on a location from the comics that were X-Men. Okay. So there's rumors swirling right now we'll that they're going to gonna introduce maybe something with the X-Men in this. So that makes me even more excited. Yes. I'm fucking here for it. I'm, I'm intrigued because Disney Plus right now, it's kind of feels stagnant because yeah. – we're done the with Mandalorian content. now. Yeah. I wish they kind of came with, like, I wish this Marvel series was now. Yeah. So, like, they handed off right after Mandalorian. But I get it. They want you to wait a little bit, build the anticipation. So I'm here for it. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by the Marvel. I'm intrigued to see where it pieces with the movies in, in 2020. Yep. I'm just I'm here for it. Disney yep. Plus, I'm here for it. Um, I just wish they had a little more original content. But, yeah, that's definitely uh, one on my list. Um, 
Another one that I didn't, I forgot about, but I, I just thought of while we were talking, um, but I wanted to put it on the list is the Bulls documentary, the 10 parter. Oh, yeah. yeah. It oh, looks fucking yeah. incredible. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. They, they got Michael Jordan to be a part of it. Um, the, it's just about their dominance in the nineties. I believe they have a bunch of pop I think culture it's about people specifically in it. The last year they won. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, either way, it's going to be incredible. 10 part, uh, documentary. I think, ABC and ESPN, so yeah. it's going to be cool. I yep. can't wait. So that's one I want to include. Um, another one moving forward is Impeachment, American Crime Story about the Clintons. Yep. Um, wasn't a huge fan of the Versace one. Really loved it. the OJ yep. one, so I'm hoping they get back to kind of OJ vibes on this one. Um, so, yeah, that's another one for me. What uh, else you got? Um, I have The Outsider, Okay, uh, the Stephen HBO. King series right. with uh, Jason Bateman. Yeah. It's got the guy who plays director Krennic yeah. um, in Rogue One. Uh, it looks dark. It has true detective vibes. Yes, it does. Right? Uh, it, but it, it, yeah, and I, I'm a big Jason Bateman fan. Yeah. Um, but so, I feel like it's going to be a little spooky because yeah. of Stephen King. Yeah, I'm here for that. Yep, it and it's really HBO, good. so it has to be good. Um, next one for me are two already established shows. It's Westworld season three and oh, Atlanta. Not supposed to do that. Oh, I'm not. That's it's cheating. supposed to be all new. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I have Atlanta season three and Westworld season three. Can't, can't fucking wait for them. I can't believe you didn't pick this one. All right, let's let's hear it. All uh, right, my so the one I have is Hunters. Uh, it's Al Pacino. Is uh, that uh? Is that? A Prime? diverse band of Nazi hunters living. Yeah, yeah in he New has York some weird City. ass British accent in yeah, the preview I saw. It's prime. Okay, so um, yeah, I mean we get more Pacino. Right. Um, I think it's. It's always. I think it's Jordan Peele lines. too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So really excited for. That'd be cool. I just don't have Prime, so I don't get as hype about that. As, I have Prime. Yeah. There you go. I'll, I'll link you in, buddy. Much love. It's not my prime. Is that your number one, or what was your number? I guess my number one was Falcon Winter. Okay, Soldier. yeah, yeah, right, right. We're not really going in order. What is that? Your last one? Yeah. That, okay. Those were the five I had. Cool. Um. Yeah. A lot of good TV shows to look forward to. Uh. Let's move into some. What do we have now? Albums. 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 Okay. Uh. My number five. So I have a few honorable mentions that I guess I, we can say first. Yeah. Number one, my boy Sylvan LeCue. He's been off the map in 2019. Um, hoping that he comes back strong in 2020. No pressure by Logic. He's kind of announced it, not like actually, but kind of. He had the OCD single, which I absolutely loved. Probably should have been an honorable mention on my song list. Um, SZA, really looking forward to seeing what she does after her awesome uh, debut album, Control. But my number five is Rihanna. Really hoping yeah. she drops she was the my music. number four. Really hoping she drops Absolutely. the music in 2020. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, five for me was Childish. I have slash, Childish number four. Slash The Weekend. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like, I feel like that weekend has to be coming. Right. I'm we so got surprised. a couple he, singles. Yeah. Like, it, it feels like it's probably going to be an early 2020 right, drop. Right. I'm so surprised he didn't do it in 2019, but too. I'm here for it. I fucking love Heartless. Blinding yeah. Lights is good, but Heartless, Heartless is does really it for me. Yep. Yeah, uh, my number, th- so that was four and five for us. I picked Childish, number four. Uh, number three for me is Frank Ocean. I really yeah, hope I we get one, man. I didn't put him on the list because I'm just like, we're probably not. Yeah, like- the thing is, though, like, I just keep coming back to He dropped, like, the two or three singles or whatever it was, and on those, he has the little icons. They're, they're I don't know, and they match with, like, the artwork. Yeah. So I'm like, there has to be more. There has to be more. I don't know. I'm I'm hoping for it. Uh, I went Drake for three. Oh uh, shit! Because yeah. he did confirm that he's back in the studio right, right. in album right. mode. So I just I'm feels like here for a good Drake album. Right. I I don't know. I just feel it feels like 
like we should be getting a Drake one. So I put down like more like I'm hopeful. Yeah, you know okay. what I mean? that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, number two for me is the fall off by J. Cole. Yep. He's yeah. announced it. I have a feeling it's going to be early 2020. Um, it's supposedly the continuation of KOD. Yep. I'm interested to see where the story continues and how it really ties in and the fall off. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. So, uh, and J. Cole is just amazing. I really hope he can top what he has done in the past. Yep. So, and I'm sure our number one's probably the same. And that's Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Um, really, I mean, so it's incredible. Literally three classics. Like yeah. I, I think we can argue. I I think a lot of people would agree agree uh, with that. I think a lot of people would even put Section Eighty up there as a classic. Um, but I'm really hoping. I, I'm kind of throwing Section Eighty kind of out of there because it's kind of before he his major label debut. Yeah. Um, I'm really intrigued to see if he can come back correct. With a fourth fucking album, it's it'd be insane to see him put out the the quality of "Damn" uh, to "Pimp Butterfly" Good and "Good Kid, Mad City." City. It, yeah. it would be, I I think if he if if this album lives up to those, I think it's clear cut. He's the greatest rapper of all time. Like I'm I'm going on the record saying that yeah. if he puts out an album of that quality, I'm ready to say that because yeah. it's just incredible. I have a feeling it's going to be very different. I could I I swear to God I. I did an article early January, I think, for kind of looking forward for uh, Jake or Dreamville and TDE, and I was trying to find the quote and I could not find it. But so maybe I'm making this up, but I swear I thought I heard in an interview that he could see himself making a full album of him singing, so I could see him doing something where that it's yeah. like different. And we wouldn't expect it of him. I could also see something a little more what people would be considered soft. I don't want to say like Chance the Rapper vibes, but like he recently got married. He recently had a kid. I could see a more mature Kendrick Lamar, maybe something different where he's singing. So I don't know. Expect Kendrick to switch it up here. That's just all I'm saying. Would you agree with that? I agree. I think it's going to be something that maybe at first listen you don't love, right? but something that probably grows on you over time if you give it the chance to. Just really excited to see where he goes because – I think we th- we I, I would assume it's going to be conceptual. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. And I think more than anything is, I think we're going to get the big name artists back in twenty twenty. That yeah, exactly. We got shut out of exactly in twenty nineteen. Which so is I think on the music end, I'm excited. Yeah, twenty twenty is going to be an unbelievable year. Right. I feel like for music for the movies, I'm a little bit more skeptical just because it yeah. feels more heavy on the superhero aspect. Now we we, we get uh, all the kind of indie films that'll be Oscar movies yeah. that we'll hear about, and I'm excited for those. But just off the bat, like I'm more excited for music in 2020. Yeah, moving I think forward. That's fair. So with that, let's move into some movies. Um, one, I, like I said, so I don't have a. I just listed like seven. Okay, cool. One of them's a throwaway. It's Bad Boys. Okay, um, these were our kind of movies growing yeah. up. Um, I hope they. I hope it's not cheesy. It, it's going to be cheesy. All right, it's it looks be terrible. Cheesy. <laughs> it's going to be bad, but it's going to be fun. But I love Bad Boys too. Bad uh, Boys too. Bad wasn't Boys cheesy, too. was it? I'm sure if you go back and w- I, I mean, haven't watched it in a while. I'm I mean, sure if you go back and watch it's it, it's not like it's not like a ninety. It's not like yeah. a nine point nine movie. I mean, on like Rotten Tomatoes, it probably has in the fifties. But like, I it's not. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, no, I agree. Right, we're I, the same. Page. I have a feeling with the trailer, but we this have one's like gonna a be special bond to, right, to right, the Bad Boys right. movies. That's, where, that's fair. So. I am excited. It's January, so we don't have a long time exactly. to wait for that. What's your other one that's kind of off the list or um, just whatever? Oh, I thought you said you had two. Yeah, yeah, Top Gun. Top Gun, uh, cool. 
again, just that I love the Top Gun movie. To me, it's one of like the most rewatchable movies ever made. Um, so I'm very excited about it. Um, Miles Teller is playing Goose's son. It looks incredible. Uh, and then anything Tom Cruise does, you know, I'm here for. So all right. Um, I I, I personally rank these. So if you didn't, that's fine. No, but I'm just gonna go. go. I'm I just can, gonna kind of rank them. And if they're on your list, right? You know, number five, have a similar list. Number five for me is Soul. Yep, it's a Pixar it's movie. List. I don't know. This trailer just I'm I'm telling you. I it's have gonna a, be a cry. I have a feeling this is gonna hit me. It's gonna hit different. Yeah. Like it, it's gonna and it was I have a different perspective because I went to Austin for the film fest and I went to a Pixar panel and I heard them talk about how they were such they're they were so passionate about this movie and they're very proud of it. I just have a feeling. Yep. I, I have a feeling it's gonna be great. I so. think everybody's talking about uh what's the Tom Holland, Chris Pratt one? Onward, yeah. That's supposed to be like the big one. I yeah. think Soul's gonna be better. Here's the thing. I think I think Onward comes out first, so that's yeah. why it's getting the pub it is now. But I just after seeing that little teaser, so oh, yeah. I'm telling you, man, I'm it's gonna, gonna be incredible. I'm gonna cry. So yeah, um, yeah. Do you want me to keep going? I yeah. guess number four for me is Eternals. Yeah, uh, that's put, on my list. I put too. that above Black Widow just because I'm so intrigued with like the new characters and the cosmic aspect yeah. and where honestly just where Marvel goes after Endgame. Yeah. I mean, it's the end of the Avengers saga, so where do they go from here? Yeah, I think uh, Eternals has the potential to be a massive part of that, and I'm here for it. And one of the cool things is they say the Eternals know of the Avengers, right. but the Avengers don't know of the Eternals, right? Which is uh, cool. So how do we see that right. play out? So yeah, it, it was on, is, on your list. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, cool. uh, that's probably uh, that's very high on my list because yes, I get the widow Black Widow is going to be like um, the kickstart to Phase Four. Yeah, is it Phase Four? Yeah, wrong? I think so. Um, but internal Eternals is the kickoff right. because that's the one that's really going to move the ball forward. Right? Because I don't know. I just like I'm, I'll be here for Black Widow. Yeah, and I'll no, go see, see it. it. I just feel like it's it. it's a few years too late. Like yeah. this should have happened a while ago. Yeah. She's dead. But, yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm, it'll it'll be good, and I'll, I'll I'll be here for it. I just I don't know. I'm more excited for the Eternals. Same. All right, my number three is Wonder Woman 1984. It's on my list. Um, yeah, I just I, I'm a fan of Wonder Woman the first one. I, I hope they continue on that success and kind of be the glue of DC. Um, we we all know we like to kind of shit on DC a little bit, but I'm really hoping that uh, Wonder Woman can be what. DC hopes to be moving forward. Mm-hmm. So, agree and with I'm, that? yeah, and I'm curious to see um, uh, what's her name as the villain. Oh, uh, Kristen Wiig. Yes, Cheetah. I'm a big Kristen Wiig fan. So, right. uh, and, interested to see her as like, the fun villain. Fact, the, uh, it, he also looks like a villain, but Pedro Pascal, the guy who plays the Mandalorian. Yep. I'm pretty sure he's in it too, as kind of a villain. Which character. he looks like such a pussy once you see him behind the Mandalorian mask and they take his mask off <laughs> right, from the show. Right, kind of weird. Anyway, but uh, yeah, uh, so it'll be interesting to see that group of cast and Gal Gadot mm, smoke. Yeah. Uh, yeah, can't wait for that. So uh, my number two mob movie, The Many Saints of Newark. <laughs> yeah. I'm a I, on one hand, I'm really excited. On the other hand, I'm a little skeptical. Just yeah. Um, after like like. I'm a huge Entourage guy, and then they came out with the Entourage movie, and it felt just like an episode on steroids. It was a long episode. Right, and I'm, I'm hoping that this is more of a movie movie. I hope that it can maybe set off kind of a mob Sopranos universe. This is the Sopranos sequel, yeah, or a prequel, prequel, excuse me. Um, James Gandolfini's son is playing a young Tony Soprano, so I'm really intrigued by that. Um, I think... Uh, 
the guy who plays Punisher is going to be in it, oh, so yeah. that'll be dope. Um, just I think they have a good cast, and I'm I'm rooting for it. I, I'm a little skeptical. It's just hard because where do you land it? Right. Like how close to the show do you land it? Yeah. For it to like have some nostalgia, but make sense and be like worth yeah. I the think, prequel. I think it's about. Uh, I mean, obviously, I think it's still in like the '60s or something, but it's about the Italians and blacks the beef that they had yeah. in that uh ta- in the like city of Newark yeah. in that time. So it has like some cultural significance to it. So I I think it has the potential to be separate but equal, but I'm hoping it's just not a, like a an episode on steroids. Yeah. I'm hoping they leave room to keep it going maybe. Okay. I'm going to guess that the one of my last two is probably on yours, so I'll okay. go with the other one. I'm going to go No Time to Die. It's the last okay. James Bond yeah, yeah. uh film with Daniel Craig. The trailer looked incredible. Um, really excited to see where they land it. It's Bond 25. They're going to go big. Right. Remy Malik, uh, Christopher Waltz is back in it. Right. So super excited to see. And where, I plan where to see go. all of the Daniel Craig ones there before go. I go see this. That's that's my idea. plan. Um, I want to see this because it looks awesome. It does. Yeah. So, all right. So the one you held off on, I think we can both talk about, and that's Tenet, yep. Christopher Nolan's next movie. Uh, Denzel Washington's son. I think it's John David Washington. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> no <laughs> did you, one does. Did you end up watching I the still trailer? Haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, go watch it because it's definitely cool. I just it has like kind of an Inception vibe. Robert Pattinson's in it. Um, I don't know what's going on. I'm intrigued. Christopher Nolan is amazing. Uh, I, I'm here for it. Yeah. And I think that's my number one just because. I know Christopher Nolan's going to make a good movie, and I know it's going to be a thinker, and it's going to be a mind fuck. You're going to be so confused as hell leaving that movie. Right, and I'm here for that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that sort of thing. So uh, that's our, that's my number one movie. Did you do sports predictions? I did. Okay, cool. Me too. Very specific ones. Okay, I like that. Uh, you want to start or you want me to start? You can start. Okay. I, I kind of ranked them. They don't really have to be ranked, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. Lakers, Clippers, NBA Western Finals. Okay. I think that's kind of an easy I'll one. I'll piggyback off yours. Okay. I'll say LeBron wins his fourth title. Okay. So you go Lakers. Yep. All right. I don't. I didn't pick a winner. I, I kind of cheated on no, that regard. Okay. I um, didn't end one of them. So. Okay. This is a homer pick just because I kind of couldn't think of any other ones, so I just did this. Notre Dame resurgence. <laughs> Reemergence. Jesus Christ. Let's get this bread, baby. <laughs> we shouldn't have been playing a fucking five-loss team. That's bullshit. True. Played little Iowa State. <laughs> um, all right, I'll go. Uh, Tom Brady retires. Okay, I was gonna put that, but I thought it might be a little bit of a hot take. But yeah, hey, I, I can see retires. It. Okay, um, I'm going to say we get closer to paying college athletes across the nation. Fair. Um, the Cubs. Start to rebuild. Hopefully, man. Shit. I think they uh, no, as in like I think they trade Chris Bryant. Oh fuck! I hope I that think, doesn't. I think they though. only keep. Do you want that to happen? I go back and forth. Man, I think they keep Rizzo. I think they keep Baez, but I think they pretty much move on from that's the other big guys. That's uh, that's tough. I I put Joe Burrow goes number one in the NFL draft after uh, LSU wins a title. That's kind of a lot in what? one little that's, thing. That's, okay. What? <laughs> wow, you really. Went on a limb there. What? I mean, it's kind of a prediction with the LSU title. <laughs> that could go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, what's the do from Ohio State? The D end. Uh, Chase Young. He technically could go number one. one. So those are two little poignant predictions. Okay, bud. All right. Uh, He's hating. I have the Chiefs will play the Saints in the Super Bowl. Uh, real good prediction. 
And you know, I don't like that. Seats. And I don't like that. <laughs> I specifically left off a, a really good 20, uh, like an easy prediction, but I'm not going to oh, even say it. No, I don't know what you're talking about, brother. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. All right. My number one is kind of a hot take, but I could see it maybe getting closer. Uh, I think we're going to see a half billion dollar baseball deal. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, what's the latest one? Like 300? It can't three, be that much 300. off. Yeah. Right? Trout probably got like 380 or something. Yeah. Could All right. Be crazy. So mine is. You're about just your my, number one? Yeah. It's okay. about my Dallas Cowboys. Okay. They fired their whole staff today. Okay. So here's the thing. I saw that. Conflicting reports. Right. They're going to fire their whole staff. I mean, yeah. I saw it on like 24 7 sports. So it's not the most reliable thing. Yeah. And it said fired Garrett. And I was yeah. like, okay. But then I went to go check ESPN. And I hadn't seen anything. So did they? They or? will. I, I, okay. But it hasn't actually happened yep. yet. Okay. All right. Urban Meyer will be the next wow. head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. You were going for Lincoln Riley, so now you're going Urban Meyer. I think it's. I think they're going big game. Hunt. You I want think, that, or do you think that's going to happen? I or both. I'd be. I'd be okay with both. Yeah, I, mean, I, I do not like Urban Meyer. Has a, he coached in the NFL? No. Okay. Don't matter. I, he's a great Make coach. A coach. He can shitty human being. <laughs> Make a coach. Would you rather have him than Lincoln Riley? Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. I mean, okay. Yeah. Okay. But if it's Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley, I'm okay with that too. He's probably third on my list, but Urban Meyer, I think, is going to be the next coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Interesting. I did not see that coming out of you. Yep. I like it. Did you do a 2020 wish list? Kind of, not really. No, not really. Okay. I can make it up as I go. Okay. I can. Let me just say mine, and then yeah, if you want to include. Okay. Um, <clears throat> more Number five, I put more Netflix film. I think Netflix film really emerged this year. They had the Irishman. They have... Um, Marriage Story, Two Popes, Dolomite's My Name. Uh, they had some other, you know, I yeah. think they announced today that Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston murder mystery movie was their most played movie of 2019. They had the the shitty looking Michael Bay action movie with Ryan Reynolds. Like they just really. Em- Six Underground. Yeah. They really emerged this year. And I'm really looking to see how they capitalize on a great year in 2019 and 2020. Um, I think it also stems back to the the discussion we had in the previous podcast as where does Netflix go um, within the streaming war? I think this is a big deal in their film department. It, it, do they rely on these films that they play in theaters and then they release on Netflix? I think it's just it, it's a cool thing to think about, and I think they're – I think they actually played a uh, commercial about like you thought 20, 2019 was big. Wait till you see what we have in store for 2020. I saw like a little like yeah. commercial clip thing. So I'm interested and I hope we get more uh, quality Netflix film. So uh, I'll one. piggyback off that and go uh, Disney Plus angle and yeah. more specifically uh, the Marvel angle. Okay. My wish list is that those Marvel TV shows really do tie into like the future of the cinematic universe that um, they uh, they will give them the resources to succeed, mm-hmm. um, but that they can they can make a, a, a gritty enough type series um, that they're all kind of different in their own right, um, that they succeed, that they're in thrilling. Um, it's only going to help the Disney Plus brand. Uh, totally. I think that's why they're giving them the full backing. So I just really, really hope that those are good. I really hope, really, too, with Marvel, that just Phase 4 
Phase four is like a big risk, I feel like, um, because they're not laying out any of the heavy right. hitters. Right. Um, so I just hope that phase four goes smoothly. Okay, cool. Uh, my number four is more A24. Um, I've grown yeah. to love A24 movies Absolutely. and TV show. Euphoria is A24. I just the production company of A24. Um, I want Killed to make I want to make an A24 project. Uh, I mean, it's I feel like their brand is like a coming of age story. Not and Uncut Gems is a little bit different, obviously, but like I don't know when you see an A twenty four movie, you know, or, or show, you know it, and uh, it's just the vibe and the colors, the look, and the, the feel, right, right. And I just want more of that in twenty twenty, and I think we're going to get it. Uh, I think they produce some of the best kind of indie slash potent Oscar potential movies, and I'm I'm all here for it. So I hope we get more in twenty twenty. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go, just keep going. Well, or? I'm gonna go back to Disney. Okay. Uh, I want Kevin Feige to take over Star Wars. Okay. For, in terms of like, like Kathleen Kennedy is. Yeah, I want her to get the and fuck out. Okay. Yep. And then he take over and he lays out kind of the vision uh, for what like the future of Star Wars is going to be. And we have uh, got we did get the announcement that he's developing a movie. Yes. Us one specific one specific movie. movie. Do you want him to take over everything? Yes, I want him to be okay. the overarch like what he does for Marvel. Like right. map that shit out because well, that's what if that's Star case, Wars has struggled be, with. They'd right? be in good hands. Yes. <laughs> so Okay. I respect that. Are we running super long? Do we need to get the fuck out of here? No, no. I just, okay. just got to update. That's all. Got you. Okay, so this one is kind of a culmination of everything, and it's like a bigger discussion, but I hope because we're in it, and it's it's just a matter of how it will turn out. The streaming wars. I hope it doesn't cause too big of a ripple effect, if that makes sense. Like, I, I know we're in it. I know, Like, I have Disney+. Plus. I know Apple is a thing. Um, Netflix, it's interesting to see where the pioneer pivots and where they go from here. I just hope, like, I, I fear a time when there won't be, like, cable and we literally have to just pick and choose from these subscriptions. I, I, it's coming. It, yeah. it is. I just, I, I, I'm interested to see. All the consolidation. Right. I'm interested to see where it goes from here. But I hope that the fact that we, it probably will come, I hope it just doesn't fuck up, um, things from a viewer standpoint. Yeah. Like I hope it's still accessible and affordable. Um, yeah, basically that's it. So there's that. Um, you, should I just keep going? I have, I have another kind of yeah. good one. Uh, I, so I, I I'm almost 100%, not hundred percent sure, but I mean, there's always a chance, but I'm pretty sure we're not going to get an album. So I just want a song. Give me a J Cole Kendrick collab, okay. please, please. Um, I have I don't know I have a feeling that we're gonna get features on this J Cole album that is just I have a feeling, and I think it'd be so cool to start off the decade. They I don't think they have done a song together since Born Center, which I I don't know when that came out thirteen maybe yeah. twelve I don't know I have to, I had to it, fact I think, check me yeah. on that but like I don't know we it's just they've been like friendly rivals. It'd be cool to see them come together. I it'd, be it'd be cool to see them no. like rap, where it's like a rap battle right. type song. That'd be so fucking nineties. Yeah. It'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be really cool. My number one. This is a personal thing. I just have an. I have number one. Too. Okay, you, you go. go no, you go first. I go first. Okay, you'll like mine. It's not really pop culture. It's more like personal for me. I want to fucking sell a script really yes, bad. Sir. I've been putting in this work. I've been investing a lot in myself, going to events, um, doing some things behind the scenes in my screenwriting. I'm really hoping 2020, the new decade, is uh, the time when I finally sell a script. So I'm, I'm really 
put in the work and looking forward to that. So that's kind of just a, a little hype up for me. But yeah, yours is more pop culture. I can tell what you got for us. <laughs> <laughs> My number one most wanted for 2020. All right, let's hear it. And it would change the world. Okay. That'd be big. A new president. <laughs> God damn. That's a pop culture event, my friends. I love it. I, I would agree for sure. Um, yeah. So all right. This was a, a fun one. It's our it's our favorite podcast every year, the culmination of everything we're passionate about. And uh, it's a little lengthy, so we appreciate you guys strapping in. Next year we'll do our best of the twenty twenty decade. Yeah. Because it'll be one year old. Get it? I got it. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, no, it's gonna be crazy. I'm a I'm a I'm a coin this. The soaring twenties. The soaring twenties. Oh. Not the roaring twenties back in the day. We're the soaring twenties. We're flying high. You heard it here first, baby. Um, yeah, so this was fun. We're moving into a new decade. More podcasts, more content. Uh, we're gonna hopefully do more unfiltered cinematics. We have a scrubs podcast that I've been kind of hyping up with my cousins. I'm thinking it's going to be more on the video platform, but we'll see. Just got a lot of ideas up the sleeve and um, hoping to be bigger, better. So tell your friends to tell your friends. Like, subscribe, retweet, follow the whole nine yards. Um, I'm Trey Lessie of the Dawn of Entertainment. We got Brandon Ogden, the Consigliere. Um, it's been a fun year. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you for sticking with us. And as always, we will be back for more. Tell them. Stay safe.